0: Hey, what's up, family? Jeremy here. Just a heads up, the episode you're about to listen to is about Malignant, directed by James Wan and written by James Wan, Ingrid Bisou, and Akilah Cooper. Some relevant trigger warnings on this movie include, oh, God, everything. It's incredibly violent. Uh, It's got a lot of weird stuff around uh, psychology and and disability, but in some ways it's just too weird and dumb to, to be offensive uh we rank this is not particularly scary it's more funny and weird in a lot of ways just so you know after the spooky music we are going to talk about this movie spoilers and all so if you want out before then now is the time to do it all right let's get started good evening and welcome to progressively horrified the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the podcast where we hold horror to progressive standards it never agreed to. Tonight, we're continuing our Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month coverage by talking about an Asian American director who may be one of the most powerful and influential feature writers and directors in Hollywood right now. James Wan. Uh, we'll be talking about his work more broadly, but specifically, we're going to be talking about the bonkers, bad shit film, Malignant. I am your host, Jeremy Whitley, and yeah. with me tonight, I have a panel of cinephiles and cenobites. First, they're here to challenge the sexy werewolf, sexy vampire binary, my co host, Ben Kahn. Ben, how are you tonight?
1: Yo, when I say I'm sick of epic, I don't want epic, I want unhinged. I'm talking specifically about Malignant. There's
0: the lie. Absolutely. And and the cinnamon roll of Cenobites, our co-host Emily Martin. How are you tonight, Emily?
1: I like this movie a lot
2: more on the second watch, let me tell you what. Um, <laughs> really warmed up to me.
1: Like It's a great rewatch. You mm-hmm. can really appreciate oh, yeah. just how batshit insane it is all the way through. Mm-hmm. First watch yeah. through, you get the act three what the fuckery. Second watch through, you really pick up on just how fucking distracting that Pixies cover is. Oh, oh my god yeah
2: no me too like i i swear to god whoever like the soundtrack director is like okay i just want where is my mind but evil but only the first bar <laughs> like just evil first bar Where is my mind
0: we already blew the ago. budget is that is that where is my mind is is it it is uh, where is it and our guest tonight writer editor and a man of many hats and my good friend dave watch welcome back dave
3: Howdy, everybody.
0: I have to start with one line,
3: and I say this to my wife almost every other month. Maybe you should stop getting pregnant.
1: That's (laughs) a line in this fucking movie. Okay? It's like one of the
3: first lines in the movie, and it's Derek the husband. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Derek the husband has, like, Eight lines in this movie, and three of them are, like, the most heinous shit I've ever heard in my life. Seriously. They're like, they're
3: like we're going to kill this guy in ten fucking minutes, so we really need him to be the biggest asshole on the planet. And they, they went for it. It's How much it.
4: buy-in can I, we get for us to
3: cheer
1: was, for a serial killer? Oh, I know. <laughs> there were so many lines. There, there were so many fucking lines that I just had to write down word for word, because I need, I need to fucking highlight them tonight. And <laughs> I had, maybe you need to stop getting pregnant. And also... How many times do I have to watch my child die inside you? Right. <laughs> that was right. a, that's a fucking line in this. I was ready for him to die, just like drop dead right then. And
4: there. <laughs> oh yeah, well he did. Uh, well, I mean, not his, yeah, you don't have to wait long.
1: Does.
3: Yeah, it might as well have happened in the credits, at the opening credits.
0: Okay, but With we're going to talk the about things those that happened during the credits, uh, <laughs> and oh, also our buddy scientist and podcaster. Bronwyn Kelly, say, Bronwyn, how are you?
4: I'm super happy to be here, back with my favorite movie crew. <laughs> Thank you. I'm,
2: I'm really happy you're here because I really need your help with the science of this movie. Because I, I feel like...
4: We're, we're, yeah, we're going to
1: have some fun with this one. It's, we're we're going to have some fun. It's complex Bronwyn, is is that in the how way... skulls work? Can <laughs> skulls just open themselves at, and close at will?
4: When you have an evil symbiote that people have cut all of the flesh out of and it's still growing somehow inside your brain... Because all of that obviously makes its way through the blood-brain barrier. I also, I also love that, like having uh,
3: (laughs) something conscious and growing on you gives you superpowers too, which is just the raddest. Like this whole thing, he was like coming off of Aquaman, and he's like, "How do I Aquaman this shit up a little bit?" And he's
1: just like, "Let's go superhero with this horror thing." In the police station, there is part of the fight scene that is almost straight out the opening uh Nicole Kidman fight scene from Aquaman where it's like the spinning around one take fight scene full of this like choreography around the location that's I mean
3: fucking slow clapping yeah yeah. you fucking you went for it good for you guys but like
4: he's going for it right from the get-go too right like he's you've very clearly got somebody who has the eye on the prize from minute one right till the end right so like there's a line at the end where like they're talking and she's like claiming her autonomy back and you know (laughs) and she's like it was my body all along And I'm like, yeah, you go girl. And I'm like, wait, but it was your body all along. How the f- are you lifting that? <laughs> like, I,
3: like, like, like my last it note, swords. and I, it, it is, who the fuck is going to jail? Like who is, is going to jail right now? Because <laughs> you know, you just all the cops the are dead. <laughs> no, that's true. The,
2: co- <laughs> the like, cops are dead. So there's no cops left in Seattle now. Oh, <laughs> no. The last
1: them. we see Detective K okay, is just him bleeding from a grievous shoulder wound on the floor. <laughs> and then we yeah. do not see him again. <laughs> I have so many theories about Kakoa Shaw and
3: I cannot wait to get into this character because to me, he's the main character in this thing. She's like a vessel until she takes her power back right at the end, right? But the whole time she's being controlled and manipulated, yada yada. So like, to me, it's all about this like dead-eyed cop that has no (laughs) idea what's going on at all. And yet everyone in the movie wants to have sex with this guy. It's like the most amazing fucking shit I've ever seen. It's so great. It's
0: hilarious. Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean... Before we jump full on into the discussion... I did want to just hit the basics like we said it is directed by James Wan it is co-written by James Wan Ingrid Bisou and having just talked about Megan this is the first movie I saw that was co-written by Akila Cooper as well you know James Wan and Akila Cooper wrote Megan which is fucking fantastic and we'll get to some other time uh but this I think is in a lot of ways the predecessor to that it stars and I don't want to be dismissive but nobody yes. <laughs> Wallace is the biggest name in it. She's the main character and her like biggest role before this is nothing. Like she's, she's in a few things, but like there's not anything that you would really like hang your hat on. Like, you know, she's in bad mummy movies. She's in Annabelle. That's she's got never do the not a lot. Movie.
4: I mean, so, only like, if you call it's... it the bad mummy movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, like this
4: is, is bad, very it's
3: actually saying that there's a good mummy movie, too. Like, right then we've, like, I know that the first one's fine and, and it's oh, great. Oh,
4: okay, okay. 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 We're going to have oh, words. Word. I love you, but. Oh, the shit. first one's, I would say, I <laughs> the first
0: one's I, actually great in retrospect. It's got some, it's got a, a little bit of racism, but yeah, well, uh, I
2: mean, uh, uh, you know, more than a little bit of racism. Maybe Come a little on. bit.
4: Of, yeah. I mean, okay. But it's so much fun.
0: It's got mainly it is. one one racist. I'll give that to that just you. Keeps following I,
4: I, I, I,
3: I like to That's the thing is, I feel like the mummy is basically like they could have called it Indiana Jones meets the mummy, and I would have been like perfectly on board with it. That's the the style of movie that that was. So it's in, inherently cheesy. And silly, it it what drags it down is really just honestly just special effects uh, at, at at that point, right?
0: But let's talk <laughs> let's talk about *Malignant* instead.
3: Yeah, but there,
0: Ben. Uh, I guess you're gonna try and talk about what the fuck happens in this movie before. Yeah. We...
1: We are on the malignant train now. We go back to 1993 for just something straight out of some B movie horror. Does not match the tone of anything else in the film, and it's great. Yeah,
2: they're like going back to Resident Evil. We got some
1: doctors. There's Gabriel going on. I will not be referring to him as Gabriel, his name is Malignant. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he will become malignant. Not us Cut
4: out
1: the cancer. <laughs> oh my God! The lines in this opening. Hey, first off, this other like dude, doctor or nurse, understanding the assignment 100 with lines like he's drinking our electricity and controlling our machines. He's broadcasting his thoughts. <laughs> like this dude is fucking ringing the camp, killing it, glorious. We got. It we got pretty much every like creepy asylum. Oh, this is the creepiest fucking kids' hospital. Like, right. Okay. Like, Can we why talk why about the Bernie
4: giant gauge guns that they have <laughs> with the tracks?
0: Or why is this hospital in a Scottish castle on the coast of Washington? <laughs> uh, like what the fuck?
4: Listen,
2: MK Ultra did have a castle in Canada. And it was called like Castle Ravens Loft or whatever.
4: Okay, look, yeah, we do have castles randomly in cities. That's the thing. I can show you pictures yeah, in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and Canada's
2: uh just above Seattle. So that's that's the facts. Is this the close enough property? <laughs> I guess because because for the record, I'm with you. I'm
3: there for <laughs> it. I, I agree. <laughs>
2: The fact that this castle is not, is like literally in Dark Souls, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> I, was about to say, I was about to say, they yeah.
3: painstakingly built this uh, castle by hand uh, in the computer. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Lego. yeah. <laughs> With <Yeah>. Lego. <laughs> with,
2: with Lego. With the Unreal <laughs> Engine. You know?
1: Lights are flickering. Like, you know, creepy voices are coming through the speakers. People are getting killed. Corpses are inexplicably bathed in the strongest red light possible. The blood it looks count. It really the cool. Body count from this very small child? There are powers. It's implied to be psychic. It's probably just a small child just brutally murdering people with I mean, his, her bare hands.
4: Children are monsters, let's be fair. But <laughs> oh, I
1: was a camp counselor. Thousand percent agreed. Little <laughs> fucking chaos goblins and I hate every last one of them.
4: <laughs> Banking on the inherent creepiness of children 101
1: horror movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Fucking they realize that whatever Gabriel's, he's got to go, which they call him a bad boy and say we need to cut out the cancer. It's super campy. Cut to the most fucking surgery porn video opening I've ever seen. <laughs>
3: Which, by the way, explains the entire rest of the movie. If, you, oh. like, if you're if you paying yeah. attention, you're like, I don't even need to watch this fucking movie. I get it. I, I you know do need about.
2: to watch the movie, though, because you need to see the martial arts. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. When yeah. it comes like backwards oh, yeah.
3: matrix, I'm in, for sure, but... Absolutely, well, I,
2: with the soundtrack of this movie and like the way that they just drop in it's time to cut out the cancer <laughs> but, like it's like amazing, it, amazing. Where, multiple it, times where's my song where's my like so i needed honestly, some red right hand if, or something you honestly, know or, like that's
3: like where industrial, you
1: fucking should drop could the you imagine
3: stuffer? Like yeah. the the Pixies song remade by if this movie came out like twenty years ago the, the the fight scene it's Ministry doing the Pixies song but just hardcore with just cut out the cancer throughout the whole yeah. fucking <laughs> it, yeah and him her just stabbing yes. it's like you,
5: get, you have the
2: you, yes. you have the breakdown you have the hook yes. and then it's. It's time to
1: cut out the cancer. Like a, a doom shot, first person stabby. So after this whole opening sequence, which cannot emphasize enough, does not match the tone of anything for the rest of the movie. Glorious bit of B-movie cornball wonderfulness that will then no more. Gone. This movie is making non-stop choices. <laughs> <laughs> so Seattle, so many establishing sides of Seattle where we got Madison Mitchell, who is real pregnant and with a husband who's real, real abusive. Like we said, this guy spends five has five minutes of screen time and spends it all being either the worst or murdered. <laughs> there, there's, there's, like, he's, when, when we
3: are introduced to this character, he's drinking beer in bed watching TV, and there's a perfectly good TV downstairs that yep. we show later. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I, I am a straight-up alcoholic, but I'm not sitting around drinking beer in bed. Uh, unless it's like, you know, uh, I don't know, Formula One day and it's holiday. Know <laughs>
0: Yeah, and she like she like shuts off the TV because she needs to take a nap before she goes to work uh for the night shift. And he's like, What the fuck? Which, like there like, isn't another
4: perfectly good this, TV.
0: This movie almost lost me in the first five minutes because I was watching this bit and I was like, if this whole thing is like this shit, I am gonna hate this movie so much. Can I um, can I have
3: uh, a Pepsi challenge you, Jeremy? I need to know where the peaks and valleys are for you. So as Ben's going through the fucking story, you're like, I'm out, I'm in. I'm out, I'm in. Because <laughs> I was like on yes. this fucking roller coaster the entire time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Watch. oh yeah the first watch i was like i'm in completely just to see where this nonsense goes me too and like uh-huh. with,
0: with what i want to say about this movie and i i talked about this when we have talked about it in the past i felt like i'm writing essays when this movie came out because i feel like what james wan does in this movie is he like every 20 minutes it shifts genres yeah it's like the first that first bit is very like early 2000s resident evil horror kung fu bullshit yeah. um yeah. and then like this bit is that James Wan bullshit that I get really tired of, of like, there's a creepy house invasion thing. This was like real big in the early 2010s of like, there's the something very, that's yeah, creepy and difficult to explain and is ultimately going to be unrewarding that but is invading their house.
3: She yeah. rushes downstairs. Like uh, you know, a few minutes later, and she locks all the doors. I'm like, after your husband is brutally murdered, wouldn't you lock all the fucking doors all the time? Like you wouldn't necessarily need to be like, oh shit, I forgot to lock my back door. Right. And yeah, it's crazy. Well, we see yeah. I mean, you're
1: doing it. yeah. There's, there's some what? I feel I like there's
2: oh. there's some plausible deniability with her, like with her activities, because of the okay, reveal with Gabriel. Yes. Yeah. And that's true. Well there's also yeah. like
0: there's a portion of this movie, a good chunk in the middle that's like 90s pop horror thriller. It's like Seven and like all that other shit that came out around yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's like there's a portion of this towards the end that goes straight up Evil Dead 2. So much blood, love- action that is ridiculous and over the top. And so like I think that's kind of part of what makes it work for me is that it just like you can't pin it down; it keeps moving. No, and you know that James Wan knows what he's doing.
4: If there's yeah. a horror think- trope, he's woven it expertly into here, up to and including cops eating in the morgue. I
1: think. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely have to talk. Absolutely have to talk about that. Where fucking the cop just drops like. Motive like just a fucking scene ender one-liner. And then we just fucking linger for like five seconds and then she just pops a lollipop in her mouth over a dead body. A lollipopsy, it's Wild. <laughs> like, and I'm who, dead. Who, Thank who you. decided that like i'll do a lollipop lollipopsy on the, you a, this scene needs uh, something that pops like I mean, props department was it props department? Was it the actor going, you know, I'm getting deep into my character's motivation. I think I'm someone who eats candy over dead bodies. Yeah. yeah but yeah, you know, you yeah, yeah. well, know- eat
2: something, it pops. And what pops more than a lollipop other
1: than popcorn? But it's true. Was it in the script? Was it in the script that Detective What's-Her-Name pauses, then puts a lollipop in her mouth? before we get exterior house establishing shot. Yeah. And I mean,
4: let's talk a lot, a little, you know, about the fact that they're in the morgue, they're over the body, there's no morgue attendant, there's nobody around, there's nothing, you know, whatever. And not a person wearing gloves. They've got food. I'm like, I am literally writing a biosafety manual right now. (laughs) No, this is Jeremy, why we need you, for the science.
1: Yeah. This is important Jeremy, to your point about this movie shifting genre, I think where it ultimately lands once malignant shows up is adaptation to a 90s Dark Horse anti-hero comic that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> no,
5: this, this movie
2: is the best Dark Phoenix origin story that I've ever seen.
4: Oh my God, 1,000%. Well, like, yeah. it's, it's also uh, the Cassandra Nova
0: story. Like, Professor X has an evil twin who he killed in the womb.
4: Professor Correct. X is the, the, the evil coat, twin who killed the them in the womb. Hair. <laughs>
1: The brutal action. I don't know. To me, it all feels very like the Crow or Grendel.
2: Yeah, like those
1: old school like,
2: especially dark with that duster coat.
1: Yeah, yeah, that like nineties indie like action horror books that like i i do have this thing here like
3: in one of my notes i'm out i'm like how old are these people because it feels like they cast people a they're like we need a wanda sykes character so we're gonna throw like the sassy black character with the lollipop right and then like you have like all of these weird generalizations like especially in the prison scene where i'm just like wow there's like a like a Someone from the nineteen seventies is in this.
1: You mean our entirely exploitation character filled with prison cell? Yes. Oh my god! Oh
3: But but not only that, but like like they, the the main character Emily Madison, whatever however she identifies, it, it's it's weird because she's supposed to be nine years older than the sister, and they look the same fucking age. Like they yeah.
4: show. I mean, footage but, of her at nine with her mom. To be fair, so weird. my sister is 11 years younger than me and routinely will both get ID'd. Well, yeah, oh, no. nice. and,
1: and you are like super useful. Those actresses, those actresses yeah. are, <laughs> those, I, I, I know what you're saying, but those actresses are a decade apart in real life. So that's just. Oh, are they? yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Yes. oh it's whoa okay my bad
4: like Jeez, anywhere I'm between 21. about 25 and about 45 to, if you do okay you you're probably out. okay
3: yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? maybe it's the fact that i turned 50 this year and i fucking i have like no idea how i got to this point point. and also i'm just hanging out with like you know jeremy who you're like what 20 years younger than me maybe
0: i'm 39 man yeah. i'm almost 40. you're 39
3: Oh yeah. no way!
0: All right, eleven. I'll Get take the fuck eleven
1: out of here. You're not fit. You're not fifty. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? Like, this is freshly dyed. Get the died. fuck this, out of here. See,
4: this beard is mine's freshly dyed too. I'm up there with you. I'm 46, so
1: yeah. We
2: have Derek. He's the worst.
4: Oh yeah, him oh, yeah. uh, getting myrtleized was actually a highlight for me. So that was awesome. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, could you make These his spashes. death more
3: gory, please? That would be great.
4: The, <laughs> yes. the angle that his neck is at when you see him, though, like that—that's pretty oh, glorious. Oh,
1: glorious! Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's oh, killed man. by something so that he's... is definitely a buzzing shadow in that scene.
1: During Ball being the abusive worst, uh, he sm- fucking smashes Madison's head against the wall, making just the worst squeak-soil sound. <laughs> Did not like it. Which also turns out to activate the malignant button. Uh
0: <laughs> Also, she's bleeding a lot in this scene, and she seems surprisingly okay with that.
1: Right? Yeah. Like, oh, and yeah. isn't she, she like a she, nurse or something? That, like malignant, absorb what should have been a horrible debilitating concussion. Yeah, yeah, laying down and
0: going to sleep when your head is actively bleeding after having it bashed into a wall is the opposite of the thing you're supposed to do. Well, yeah. she
1: doesn't no, do so this that movie, because actively spreading medical up. disinformation. And again, like All of her
4: poor life choices can really kind of organized into the script by the twist at the end, right? Like they can just, like, oh, okay, no, that makes sense. Like on the first viewing, I was like, why are you not going to the hospital? Dear Lord, you know? But you start to sort of like, okay, no, I can understand how when her brain is being kind of manipulated, not just by concussion, but poor life choices.
1: (laughs) With you, if I hadn't seen Megan. And now I just wonder if James Wan just likes writing protagonists who are just kind of bad at being people.
4: I mean, Not bad I mean, people, yeah. but bad, bad at, at, at being people. Look, as somebody who Helps, struggles to people be, on the regular,
1: bad at personing.
0: <laughs> what I appreciate is they like that between him and Keila Cooper, they like to write women who are bad at being people, which is usually yeah. something reserved for yes. men in horror movies.
1: After being, you know, made to sit, leap on the catcher, or being be an abusive asshole, something is in the house and just murderizes the shit out of him. Madison goes and sees the body and is chased and knocked unconscious, which I'm not sure how far hallucinations gets with this scene. I mean, she was literally just concussed. Whose POV yeah. are we in? That we are in a POV camera shot. Whose POV is that chasing her? Did we, did we
3: ever? Did we ever get an idea of what? I know that 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 Madison's a nurse, but did we ever get any idea of what Derek's occupation was, other than uh, a beer drinking in bed guy? Nope. About to no. die. I think. Yeah. I think. Nothing. I nailed it. Just nothing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. Okay. It wouldn't add to the the my hatred of him to know what he did. I'm just kind of curious to to know if there was any
1: allusion to that at all. <laughs>
0: He's a man that saves orphans from burning buildings,
1: Dave. Mm -hmm. I think his job is recently fired from the town liquor store. (laughs) That was definitely the vibe. So, uh, Madison's knocked unconscious where we get introduced to her sister, Sydney, informed that baby did not survive attack by malignant, which, sure. And then we get our trusty detectives who are still as useless as any horror movie police are, but also are the ones largely driving the plot forward, uh, Kakoa Shaw and Regina Wanda Sykes Moss because yeah, and I and my name uh,
3: Kakoa Shaw is he might as well be that other guy from Doom Generation Dead eyed fucking not getting anything it, yeah so great what a great detective he was I he just nailed cheekbones.
2: It. <laughs> and oh, that's man. what and he just looked at girl and he was like girl. And the girl was like, "He's cute," you know. You could tell that the, like Sydney was clocking. Everyone in this
3: yep.
1: movie wanted to fuck him. Dude, the 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 male.
3: Uh, and and I may be jumping uh, ahead I'm sorry but like the he seems like a heterosexual uh, 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 crime sketch artist guy and he's like I thought I was the only other good looking guy left here in the office and I'm like wow even that guy wants to fuck Kakoa. Oh yeah.
4: Kakoa's like superpower was like making everyone heteroflexible.
1: There's a character there's a fucking CSI character whose only role in this movie is to show up and simp for Kakoa. So Here's a
3: yeah. here's a weird thing, and I'm just gonna plant this in the listeners' minds uh uh as quickly as possible. Is Kakoa Shaw. I thought, I thought, oh wait, is he related to Deckard Shaw? And then I did some research and went, oh, well, maybe, maybe he's like a cousin or something, because James Wan wrote and directed both this and Fast Seven, which uh, was the introduction of Deckard Shaw? Yes. I so, would
1: love for Malignant to be canon to the Fast. Let's go make yes. that fanfic with this clipboard right here, guys. Let's, let's
2: make it. Like, let's make a movie. That, Fuck it. Man, Note the, the,
1: made. That's gonna. That's going to be the villain of Fast 11 is Malignant just driving
3: Please. the car backwards. I know what's going on here. I was stabbed in the arm by this guy and I don't know what the fuck happened after that, after the credits rolled, but here I am. In- I mean, okay.
0: Hear me I out. I'm you brought Hobbs up- and Shaw and Malignant.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, let's make shirts. Let's make those shirts. Hobbs and made. Shaw. Algis Shaw and Malignant. Yes. And it's I like, love and it's see, a...
0: like The Rock and Jason Statham fight backwards Malignant Man. So
4: even, yes. even literally it's
2: The Rock doing the eye of the, like doing his eyebrow, but then the
4: Malignant thing is like stabbing him. Okay. Okay. And side plot with Kakoa Shaw hooking up with the somehow still alive Owen Shaw. Oh my
3: gosh. Let's go. Like, right. I'm sure coming in, into this. Hobbs and Shaw and Kakoa and Malignant.
1: That's the shirt right there. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so good. But Dave, I'm glad you brought up Brosco because everything about this minor character baffles me. Who is he? Is he a laid-back, chill, shoulder-length, hair-like detective? Is he just, like, the sketch artist who is inexplicably there just doing nothing at midnight, like... Who is this Brosco character? What is his deal? Very clearly, yeah. his deal
4: was waiting to hook up with Kakoa. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Just an utterly... And that's what I mean about how one... The things you pick up on the rewatch is you pick up just how little sense every bit of this movie makes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even, oh, just, yeah. even this random-ass supporting character is just... Who, it's just a fucking mess of absurdities once but you like actually start paying it once you start looking at it. You know
4: personally. what the thing is though and I think this is a testament to James Bond as a filmmaker is that cuz he leans so far into the absurdity like you don't get that you don't have time to get that knocked out of the story or the narrative co- like feeling, right? You know like yeah. for me No,
1: it's a fucking it's a roller coaster. It's a
4: it's a ride, right? So for me, you know, oh, when yeah. I when I see things like you know cops eating in the morgue or not wearing gloves and touching stuff like that you know you know what that does to me you've met me yes <laughs> <laughs> i cannot but i mean it's something like this i don't have time for that to settle in and like itch at my skin because it's just like nope nope next thing's coming next thing's coming it's just even weirder than the last one oh here wait it's coming again <laughs>
3: that's like sort of how i feel about john waters and I think that, like, this might be the crybaby of horror movies. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. so fucking absurd. And then they just keep ramping that shit up mm-hmm. oh, to the yeah. point where you're just like, just let it wash over me. I don't even give a shit anymore. It's right? yeah. just fucking weird and I love it.
2: I mean, that's how I oh, fell yeah. on the second so, watch. Yeah. Like, I, the first yeah. time I was like, what's the big deal here? And I'm like, well, okay. And then the second time around, I was able to like really think about it and enjoy it rather than being like, there's a there's a, apparently a diamond in this rough. And, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah.
0: Let me, let me ask you. Something I was trying to figure this out the um crime scene lady who uh only only appears briefly but uh loves her some and Kakoa Shaw. Uh, that's CST Winnie, right?
2: I guess I, guess. I don't care, <laughs> she's got glasses it, and she's fun.
1: Yes, yeah, it, what that's matters very, about it. Very,
0: that's Ingrid Bisou, in. the co-writer of this movie. Oh, oh fuck.
1: that's fucking wild. That's glorious. I love now that. Now I too care. This movie just got fucking insane. That,
4: out. I just, oh God. Just when
1: you think it can't get okay, better, it does. So I think we know why Kakoa Shah is the most fuckable character in the fucking Quite movie. Quite clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's because uh, the co-writer
4: uh, wanted to fuck him. <laughs> I'm going to say
3: this wow. too. Kakoa
1: Shaw, the guy who plays him,
3: is uh, he's actually British so there's that his name is georgia
1: very good American accent.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Guy did Super good believable, as not accent. A, a dead-eyed, dumb detective. But he, like, okay, so he was in another movie that I watched with my wife because she loves to watch all those, like, Hallmark movies at Christmas time. And there oh, was, was one on Netflix well, called... He's got uh, a very Hallmark, Hallmark,
1: Hallmark movie face. I was oh,
3: say absolutely. Hallmark movie
4: guy. Oh, my so, God.
3: yeah, he plays a, an actual British man in Falling for Christmas with Lindsay Lohan. And I fully recommended yes. it. It's yes. ridiculous, and he is amazing in it. So I actually think that he's a good actor. It's just he's playing,
1: you know, that archetype that needs to be in this movie. So back in the movie, Malignant, Madison reveals to Sydney that she was adopted. Uh, it has no memories. It's presented like a real big twist. We also get the introduction of the Where's My Mind cover, and it's fucking bonkers. I'm, oh my As god.
4: Is this, a- is it credited? A Ooh, that's a good
3: question. Uh let me let me go check I, on it. Cuz I think it, it might
4: just be like a little bit short of what it needs to be to actually be a cover.
2: <laughs> yeah, cuz I'm like something. If they, did, if they did like credit the Pixies, I would be like mad props, you know? Yeah. Like that. Is, now
3: I feel so, like we should have gotten one of the Pixies on this fucking podcast. It that's right. what I'm where
0: is my mind <laughs> listed uh and written by Frank Black. Okay. Um
1: Good for them. So, Good for them. Yeah. So that, nice. That is our creepy transition music to The Seattle Underground where a unknown woman who is absolutely Madison's birth mom. It's yeah. very obvious. She's yeah. the only character in the movie that is both the right age and looks like Madison. Yes. And has yes. just been introduced. Uh is kidnapped by malignant. Uh afterwards Madison, you know, tries to go about her life uh locking stuff up continuing to bleed from the skull not seeing a doctor about it and then starts getting a bunch of visions where uh malignant just kills a bunch of doctors in really some ways
0: the the mom we will occasionally get cuts to her locked away in some room with malignant uh alternately torturing her and then just not being around
2: or working on the hit fucking batman studio. It's not Jeffrey Dahmer workshop. Jeffrey Dahmer's workshop had way more chemicals. This is a Batman workshop. And Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer is not the hero we need or deserve. He is not a hero. I
4: do like the upcycling from Malignant. You know, I do like the taking the trophy and turning it into a weapon and whatever, but I especially like the symbolism of taking the oh my god, what is the symbol for the medical doctors? Caduceus. the Caduceus, thank you. The Caduceus and turning that into the weapon because, yeah, the whole concept of do no harm has really passed by i think those doctors kind of took it more as a suggestion than an edict i don't
2: think they even <laughs> listened to it at all they were like the hippocratic oath that's the one where we save hippos
4: yeah right. yeah yeah the house hippos <laughs> shoving
1: thing, peanut butter crumbs, crumbs those shoving ones. people into other people's skulls is wrong i don't want to be right <laughs> could you imagine that could you imagine the, the casting
3: couch on that one though it's like you're gonna play uh malignant's mom so what do I get to do in this movie? Oh, you're just gonna fall through a ceiling. You're just gonna fall, and that's basically all you're gonna do in this that's movie. That's one of the funniest moments
1: fall. I've ever <laughs> seen in any oh.
4: film ever.
1: And that, that was really- so
3: good like, the first time watching that.
1: Right on, right onto the fucking table. Like, of the cops. I jumped. I loved it. I laughed. I loved it too. So <laughs> hard the first time. I knew it was coming. I still fucking was on the floor laughing.
2: Another movie would have lingered on this this movie just was there and
1: gone like yeah like
2: why do we need to linger on this you're you know i felt like even though this movie was batshit and you know had zero science involved it still respected my intelligence because it's like look i know you're too smart for this we're not gonna linger on anything we know you know what's going on so we're just gonna spend this extra time that we would have probably taken to like i don't know explain shit to do gross fucking special effects, awesome, uh-huh. and do, like, a fucking, like, one-shot yeah. battle scene where Malignant kills every cop in the most New Line Cinema-ass fucking precinct.
1: Yep. Um. <laughs> apparently the- Oh, yeah. That fucking Art Deco-ass police precinct. No. That's it, exactly. It's a New Line Cinema. You the fucking- The bathroom! It, the bathroom in that police precinct. Seriously, yeah. that was literally
3: I wouldn't, like a. Closed, I wouldn't believe it. That was a ch, a, a closed chase. Coffee shop, you know what I mean? Remember when yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chase has coffee now. Everybody, you can come and do your banking and get a cup of coffee. They closed that shit down, and then they just said, "Let's use that for a than- light." It's. So I'm crazy. pretty sure
2: it's a. It is a coffee shop now. I mean, I don't know for sure, but like I, I've been to a thousand places in fucking Seattle that look exactly like that, and they're like, oh, "We're cafe now." Look at our at Thomas
3: Edison can, lights. Yeah, can I was gonna say I wouldn't believe of, that a, that was Seattle a real tour? police
0: station, except for it's supposed to be in Seattle, and that absolutely checks out for me. <laughs>
3: I think, so, I think that this group, dollars to at work. Go, we should go to, to Emerald City Comic-Con uh, next year and then just take a tour of the underground. Oh, the underground is awesome. It's awesome. And then we should try to figure out where this bank slash police station slash coffee shop is and go get a cup.
2: (laughs) I mean, if it (laughs) is there,
1: awesome. Looks ready to fend off zombies in Resident Evil, too. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that is a a Resident Uh, Evil New Line Cinema S.
4: We have to talk about the house because that house was (laughs) a piece of brilliance. That set was incredible and the oh, cinematography yeah, I, in oh, that like the, the single the shots Eye view above
1: yeah and, yeah that was great oh that oh, was house. like running all the way through
3: i didn't feel like it was derek's dead grandma's house though like the way it was decorated i was yeah. like oh yeah you young yeah, people live
4: exactly. here what the shit Oh, I know, and in the dark, some of that, like okay, and L- wainscoting really,
1: but all <laughs> that was definitely an old relative house.
4: Hey, it's okay for a house like that. Come on, I just, I'm I just mean, saying. it's a little, uh, it's a little dated of a look, especially with the the so- the <laughs> wallpaper on top of it that kind of looked like it was a little bit moldy. <laughs> hey,
2: it, it was less tacky than fucking Shaw with his conflicting stripes on his tie and his shirt.
3: Well that was hilarious. Whoa, oh, look at you, fashion police, talking about <laughs> yeah, real yeah. police, talking about that God fake real right. police. Yeah, the, the, the
0: overhead to... shots. I, I do want to say, like, while we're talking about that, those that overhead shot of the inside of the house where like the camera is shooting down through two floors. So like as it pans across, you can see the top floor until you get to the part of the, the room where it's you know theoretically got a, a higher ceiling, and you can see the bottom floor. Um, and it's fucking brilliant. It's it's beautifully done. It's entirely unnecessary. That must be where the like money that they were supposed to use to hire like a big time actor for the lead role in this went. Yeah, that's Like James Wan doing weird camera shit and special effects. And it's-, it's I think it was wonderful. a good
4: choice. Honestly. Yeah. I but think Annabelle Wallace does, weaving.
0: works perfectly well on this. I don't know who would have done a better job Like, I I think if they had done any better of a job, it would have lost some of the charm of this movie. Yeah. Um,
4: And I think, like, if you got, like, one A-list actor, somebody, it really sort of shows a dichotomy in the level, and they really have to bring everybody up to their level, and it's a whole thing you have to get. Because, like, sometimes you have A-list actors who can only work when the script is really good or they or you have ones who can really improvise and pull everybody together with them but if you don't get really lucky and you don't get somebody who works well with what you're trying to do it's it's not going to have the right kind of effect whereas if you have a bunch of no names it's a little bit lower risk and you have all the extra money to do cool shit with the cinematography and stuff like that I think it was a good choice
3: as a uh, as a producer of this this film uh, I would say that if if James if we really wanted to lean in on the the uh, Kakoa Shaw verse is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Maybe we get an actor that can carry that franchise into the Fast movies. That's what I'm saying. Like, we could have gotten someone there because he clearly loved that character and then didn't give it any uh, attention at all. And I I know I'm I'm drawing lines here, but I was fascinated by all of the choices with this character. It was just (laughs) ridiculous.
1: Well, this movie is constantly making crazy ass choices. That fucking spear point trophy, which is an insane fucking trophy to give a doctor. um, (laughs) Like, even, and again, eventually he starts stabbing people with it. But given how much focus there is on it and like the close ups and the pans on just how sharp and pointy it is, one of the more insane moments of the movie is that he uses the fucking base of the trophy <laughs> to bludgeon the doctor to death right well, then, there's a snake on after it after still all that build up i know but still after all that build up to use the base to bludgeon her i'm like it hell this movie endless choices it's amazing we
0: go to the montage of him of sharpening the thing and, and creating this weapon which is straight out of saw like <laughs> yeah James one doing saw
1: No, that's why it's Batman. It's like, it's him making the Batarangs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
2: that whole bit. And it's like the same lighting and everything, except he's in this case, he's got instead of bats, he's got his mom on the wall.
1: So, you know, same, same.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. So
1: after all that and, you know, finding out and, you know, the in the detectives figure out that Emily was one of the dead doctor's patients and she gets a phone call from malignant And they go to the adoptive mom who's like, yeah, you were always talking to Malignant. He was telling you to do bad stuff. Then it just stopped. Um, Eventually she gets a, like, they decide to use a fucking... Hypnotherapist. But fuck psychics. Oh, yeah, no. After specifically shitting on the use of police psychics, they just pull out casual as can be weak work with a police hypnotherapist. Dude, fucking Craigslist rules, bro. That's (laughs) (laughs) Like,
4: okay, and this hypnotherapist. Like, I'm okay. I'm loving this hypnotherapist for you know putting maddie in this state and then just letting her get into this horrible wild like excited over like intense state and maddie's freaking out and then her sister sydney's freaking out and everybody's telling her you know help telling the hypnotherapist control your shit man like get it together and she does nothing she sits there and does absolutely nothing doesn't respond doesn't do anything is like nothing is happening blank slate and kakoa says Doctor, and she's like, "Oh my god, she's, she's there, there for really the police." I mean, that. she wants to fuck Kakoa. Everybody does.
1: Well, Kakoa yeah. Shah, baby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
4: yeah. he is attractive. Yeah. I, he is attractive. He's a pretty, pretty boy. Yeah. I,
1: I was really hoping that uh the hypnotherapist would turn out to be Brosco. I want Brosco <laughs> like Asia. I want him to be the sketch artist, the hypnotherapist, yes. the fucking like canine trainer. I want Brosco to have like eight different odd jobs in this. This the
2: Brosco like, in a like, different outfit.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's
3: like making balloon animals in the underground sewers of fucking <laughs> Seattle for people.
1: <Missed laughs> we learned that Emma that Madison's real name is Emily May, and Gabriel tried to get her to kill Sydney. And after Sydney was born, uh Madison, you know, Gabriel could get through to Madison because the power of a real family bond. Whether that's blood or not, because that's the theme of the movie.
5: The power of
1: love. Family. It's all about yeah. family. It's family. <laughs> it's all
3: about family. <laughs> that's oh, this being seven, a fast
1: and furious movie. There should have been a it's Corona
4: shot up. in there. There should have been a Corona.
2: Was he drinking yes. Corona in the beginning? Ooh,
4: no. He
3: was drinking some really oh, shitty I uh, Belgian beers. Uh, okay. High octane Belgian so, beers. And I was like,
1: that's to get you messed right up. Right after. Hypnotherapy goes either very right or very wrong, depending on your perspective. We get the incredible just bustery key and fall through multiple floors. Oh my and God, fucking so good. Coffee it's so good, it's so good. So yeah, good.
4: like, hey, where, where's they're... your building inspector though? Like, legit, oh, I'm right. sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we're living in so Derek's, old.
3: It's Derek's grandma's house, you know. I'm like, gonna go with not to cope yep. Derek doesn't even know <laughs> oh, yeah, not. Fuck Derek. Yeah, I, he, he can't he, like he's laying around the house drinking beers in bed. He can't fix a roof. Right
1: really? He's got Apparently. nothing going for him. That Derek. <laughs> I'm glad you're dead, Derek. Madison, right. truth. Oh no, Derek. Derek is unworthy of life in every way. Uh, <laughs> Madison is arrested because yeah, of course. That's what happens when tied the police find attic. a kidnap person fall through your attic. I mean, you know. They
4: arrest you. I'm 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 gonna uh, go out on a limb.
1: Unless you're Harlan Crow, I assume at some point in his life. <laughs> Bugging, yeah, making it political. Yeah, um, during
0: all this we we learn incorrectly that Gabriel is Madison's imaginary friend. Yes. Her parents like caught her talking to on her play phone. Talking about killing the baby.
5: And
2: mad props to that fourteen-year-old that was playing the nine-year-old, who was like, for real though, like her oh, whole yeah. delivery. An almost... actress. Oh yeah. She <laughs> yeah, like her job. closing no, the, yeah. the closing the phone and being like, "No, yeah, everything's fine."
0: She talks to a play school phone like nobody's business, man. Oh my
2: god, well, I believed it. fucking <laughs>
0: creepy, <laughs> and I don't
1: trust any of them. No, children so... are the future, and they must be stopped.
3: <laughs> do you ever, do I know you good like... children. Okay, shut up. Like, when, when, a, when an actor takes a role that's just so, like, abhorrent that it's just going to ruin their fucking career, and this guy's like, I'm going to play Derek, right? And so I had to go on IMDb to, like, figure out who Derek was, <laughs> like, and, and he was uh, uh, the Angel Michael on Supernatural, and then just by default, he's been in uh, Walker, Texas Ranger <laughs> with of the course. other Winchester Bro. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's working. So I'm glad that this didn't ruin his career. That's
2: the one yeah. thing that I'm like. Geez. I like well, I mean, it was supernatural. Was
1: supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. supernatural, either ended up on Walker Texas Ranger or The Boys. Oh, or sure. no. What's
4: the other one? The other one, the new one, uh, Gotham Knights. Oh okay. yes. God. Oh what?
1: my God. That's a that's a whole other podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I'll see. I'll see you in a month. <laughs> yeah. Go. Right. Yeah. So. We got Sydney, uh, deciding to take this investigation into her own hands and visit the hospital. Visit the fucking hospital castle.
4: Okay, Uh, okay. We need to talk about one thing with the visiting of the hospital castle because- Is it how time fucking works? No, it's not even how time fucking works because at this stage of the game, I'm so into the movie and and it's so crazy, I'm just like, whatever time, what even the fuck is time? No, this is about how close to a fucking cliff do you pull your car?
5: Boy, it's that's why I'm saying it's Dark Souls. It's like
1: okay. Sydney. I need I need to talk about time because when this fucking castle comes into view on the highway, it is midday. <laughs> By the time Sydney pulls up, it is, it the is dead of night. Black. <laughs> at which point, later in the movie, she then fucking jump cuts instantaneously to her mother's house back in Seattle that same night.
0: <laughs> Listen, it was it's a really hard to write continuity in stories. I've, I've made this mistake before. I have gone back and fixed it usually. but She like... got
2: lost on the way to the <laughs> castle. The switchbacks are rough.
4: And then she got a shortcut to her mom's because she figured it out.
2: Having driven to Seattle through the snow from the, like, on Highway 101 i can tell you it's very believable that it took seven hours to Uh get across that that lake or sound or whatever the fuck it was
4: but seriously though why do you pull that close up to the cliff why
2: (laughs) (laughs) because it was the only flat space for her to park her car
4: i was just i was literally waiting for the twist of the movie to be the car falls off the cliff and sydney's done
2: that would have been a, a choice. Yeah, and, uh, there, I
4: mean, a lot of choices
2: were made.
1: Makes choices. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's kind of this movie's thing. So Sydney no. finds the the exposition VHS, which explains <laughs> all of the parasitic twin shit. It's very effectively creepy and well done. James, uh, James Wan good at his little creature horror. Um, and we learned that the opening credits were this insane surgery to remove as much of malignant as possible and then just kind of shove what they couldn't cut out back into her skull.
3: It's time, 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 time to cut out out the cancer. cancer. Oh, my God. Put that on a ministry beat right now. Yeah, Um, right? But (laughs) but my thing was this. Okay, Derek's a dick, and I get it. Uh, But, like, wasn't Derek like, what's all the fucking scars on your back, bro? Wasn't he like, like... This is all a suspect. Didn't she have an explanation for any of that? Because they had to, like, carve that fucker out and sew her back up, right? Right. That's But she didn't have any memory,
4: no. so she would have not known. So her has just been like, I don't know. Weaver
1: was that good a surgeon.
2: Also, <laughs> I think... All scars that, gone. Because uh, Malignant was using the stem cells from the fetuses.
1: Oh, true. They
2: regenerate.
4: True. So,
2: I think that uh that the, the well, keloid scars are reabsorbed because of the stem cells and the fetuses that she kept me having as a baby. Uh-huh.
3: We're gonna. I love we'll that we'll you have an that. explanation because I, I was just like, oh, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with it. It was so the I'm explanation, like
2: that was that was the like at the end where Sydney was like, "Oh my god, it's this guy's doing this thing," and I'm like, I mean, this super powered fetuses. Yeah, yeah, this is some Deus Ex Machina shit, but yeah. it's like it's not. I mean, I, I don't doubt that's completely right.
1: But Cindy is also pulling this stem cells shit like completely out of her ass.
2: I mean, she didn't <laughs> say stem cells. We were that doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back in this insane 1970s exploitation movie lockup, um, a mullet attached <laughs> to a person uh, and fucking gold disco suit afro lady just start kicking the shit out of her until we get the magical girl transformation into malignant
4: oh my god that was amazing
0: this is the most amazing scene in cinema history um (laughs) this was this was literally the point already well into the movie where i was like okay i'm in like this moment because they they'd been playing with this whole like oh he's an imaginary friend oh he's this he's that he's a shadow he's whatever and you know they they do this scene before this which really irritated me where like they have malignant paul on the cell phone to talk to kakoa even as he's in the room with uh with emily well
4: that's how he's always communicated right
0: how do you still (laughs) lock her up after that i don't understand that part but like they do lock her up. The reveal of this as the mom and sister are watching videotapes where it's like, oh, actually, he's like he controls her body and makes her see whatever he wants her to see. The like reveal of her like basically like turning her arms backwards and like wrenching her legs and like f- the the reveal that this villain is Emily backwards it's the funniest and most amazing That's shit I've right. ever seen. Because, like, the head it's comes okay. out from between her hair eventually. But, like, she literally, like, contorts her arms around yeah. and her legs around so that she can, like, fucking beat the shit out of these people and kill them, like, literally backwards, wearing, like, wearing a coat backwards. Yeah, I definitely is- need
3: a show on Netflix called Emily uh, Backwards in Paris. I yeah. think that would be, like, the second <laughs> thing ever made uh get to writing jeremy it you're a talented be, fucker it, let's
1: go it can't be, be fucking worse than regular emily in paris
0: i'm <laughs> uh, like every fucking scene where like every scene where she's running around like this backwards like it's not cgi it's a contortionist you know, and
4: yeah. it's amazing the, the body fact, horror of this like I the really body mean, acting of this the physical the acting that, in this movie is incredible yeah. and
0: the we fact really that they really didn't cgi the too. movement but they went back and Put Emily's fucking head on the back of the character as she's fighting is yeah. the crazy Hilarious. shit and I love amazing.
1: it. Uh, I, Maria like, I, Mazepa in, is the name of the uh physical performer who does the Legnant. Oh thank and, you, yeah. Yeah, she's a Ukrainian actress and contortionist and dancer, and yeah, she's amazing. She's I mean, spectacular. With, in the chase scene with Kokoa in the underground, in that So good. Yeah. I the jail scene. I, the chef's police kiss. station scene. Like, every movement, like, oh, my God, when she's, like, going down the uh, the fire escape. Yes. Yeah. And then just dropping. Oh, my God. Slipping, like, just by slipping the way, in
2: there. Like she's I love, love, I
3: love uh, Kakoa Shaw just being like, fuck it, I'm going to John Wick this shit. And he jumps down and then just, like, bounces off of it. Okay, the okay. Nice. Shit, right? Two things, though. Fantastic. Two things.
4: We have to take into account, though, that of all of the choices this movie has made, and as we've discussed, there have been a number. yes. They actually made a cool choice with that shot. He made a decision that physics enjoys. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't try one of those things that they do in every movie and it's always dumb and it always drives me crazy where they jump from this super high thing where they're not, it's not something they've trained for. It's not something they know how to do. They're not like parkour, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they jump and they land on their feet. And I'm like, okay, so now you've got four broken bones and they are your right tibia amphibia and your left tibia amphibia and never mind all of your different foot bones because there's a lot of them but he actually put himself horizontal knowing he was going to bounce and spread the impact across his body which actually minimizes the impact of it because when you put it across more of a surface surface area area. you spread it out right so that was a surprisingly intelligent choice from somebody who has not made a lot of intelligent choices
2: (laughs) and also from a movie that's like
4: (laughs) science right
0: (laughs) (laughs) all i can think is Kako is a pro wrestling fan he just knows like oh yeah i mean probably but
4: hey you know like it paid out like this that was that was a noteworthy moment and we also like in terms of how talking about the uh the horror tropes in this movie, and we've talked about you know like the '90s horror and all of this. We have to appreciate the scream moment in this because I know we have talked about a bunch of different things, but the scream moment <laughs> of that phone call you were talking about, Jeremy, where it was calling like it was coming from inside the room, it was coming from inside calling the body. From
0: inside my all head.
1: In. <laughs> yeah. Mal- Malignant had asked what her favorite scary movie was. That would have <laughs> been great. Seriously, this opportunity. Malignant just murdering everyone. It's Incredible. It's Fucking wildly skulls, satisfying. Throats get ripped out, skulls get stomped, arms get
0: snapped, like eyeballs like get loves, out. Oh, loves bones coming out of people's arms and legs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, compound, compound fractures. Oh yeah, that's a that's a big one. Yeah. Compound fractures are a big imagery. The first uh, aid person in me was just Aquaman. like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Like Steph, the staff, 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 when Malignant's just clean slicing off people's limbs as it's spinning around. He, Malignant hurls a chair like 30 feet and fucking nails both detectives. I, like how Oh my God. I, I love
0: that's the closing star. to that fight. Yeah. Like he fucking yeah. throws, he, he, ballerina spins and throws a chair across the room.
5: and
0: they don't move. <laughs> And it nails both of them. And then it's like, fuck it, I'm out. Not worth going, you guys. <laughs> oh I my God. Think that, that he, Give that um,
4: woman slash symbiote a MLB contract. Seriously. That pitch right, was right. incredible.
3: That was the scene that James Wan said, you know what? You think you know what you're watching, but fuck you. And fuck <laughs> everyone that isn't in right now. Like we're three quarters of the way through this movie. If you're not in now, leave. Get yep. the fuck out of this theater. What are you still he doing just, here? Went for it and i love it it's yeah. in, uh uh in like desperado where it just gets way over the fucking top with like guitars that shoot rockets and shit and you're like what in the fuck is going on in this movie you're like you're either in or you're out right yeah yeah and, yeah.
1: and, and yeah. we're all in at this
3: point yeah, which is yeah.
1: Great. You, you either understand what energy this fucking movie is operating at or you're just not on its wavelength
2: I'm I'm a little bit sad that malignant didn't give them the double like reverse middle finger <laughs> as oh. he was like sliding out the the, the window of the
3: precinct. Yeah. Uh, you know why? You know I why? Because they did the that, the that industrial metal fucking song that we were talking about at the end of that, where the bodies hit the floor. That's when the fucking fingers go up. Yeah. Yes. But you have Five, to stop oh the music.
1: Somebody cut the fucking malignant fight scenes with with the bodies at the floor. Right. Yes. yes. I need it. Where's well, that fucking AMV? i you know it would be mmv malignant music video
2: (laughs) holy shit though like think about it with the shitty cop precinct and then just like all of them destroyed and then it's time to cut out the cancer
4: (laughs) (laughs) oh and you could even have like a little like auto-tune of why am i calling the police from the little oh yeah 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 (laughs) And 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 I, I know I'm backtracking, but just shout
3: out to all of the racial fucking weird shit that went on in the women's prison cell. Oh my gosh. fucking bunkers! So there's like Misty Knight. There's Joe the Joe from fucking uh, fucking large uh, Marge is There, yeah. There's like a straight up cholo lady. Uh, yeah, that, who has tiger, like this Tiger King as a woman is there? It's just
5: yeah. like
2: I like the bonkers. idea though, Ben. Ben, your description of her as like a mullet wearing a human yes and i'm like Ugh. that's the anti like that's malignant, it's like if malignant, the malignant comic book malignant stalking the it, night you know killing corrupts yeah. bad hair well but, but it's like hair the hair, hair is alive it. yes like the bullet. and that yes. one's like and then instead of like, it's time to cut out the cancer catchphrase is like business in the front <laughs> party in the back. and then like pull out the party and then like, they're, they're like a crazy Joker malignant.
4: Oh my God. I love that so much.
2: <laughs> so, um, hit me up, James.
4: Hey, you. Um- AU yeah, opportunity right there.
2: Oh, you know we can do a, a spinoff comic series.
3: Um, no, no, fuck that. We're just gonna do a twenty-four hour comic, and we're just getting a bunch of people together to do malignant shit, and just see how bananas that gets. Yeah. Oh, Sleep deprived.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, can l- we, listen. Can we make a fan like a fan made like? Malignant Anthology comic. Why the fuck? Mm. I,
3: made a, I made a fucking fan-made Brian Fuller love letter and it, <laughs> you know, like why like, can't for, he he fucking Brian Fuller to do the poll quote on that? Like I didn't so, I just
2: that shit like I was I was so stoked about that comic and then I looked at it and I was like, "What the fuck?"
3: <laughs> like, like I was I, I can't say we became friends because that's like that insinuating a lot, but I, I will say that he found my shit online and he was like, this guy's writing a comic book about me and my frustrations. I'm like, how could I fucking hate that? And, and I was dealing with the same frustrations as we all have dealt with, with this action lab bullshit where we're just, we're being held hostage and we can't create just for the sake of creating you're holding us fucking, you know, you're you're putting a dollar amount on on creativity when all we want to do is be creators. And I was like, that's exactly what Brian Fuller has had to deal with his entire fucking career. And I did it. And then he found it and loved it. So why can't we make a fucking malignant comic? Is what I'm saying. I like yeah,
2: I mean, come on, like yeah. you know, not for profit, uh, like malignant web comic. I, love I got that. I, you know, and I'll p- pull out. Like it'll be my time to practice with my brushwork because yeah. that malignant. I fucking love how like ghost like the malignant is, and how like the it's almost like Odilon Redon, like surreal with like this brushy figure with the knife and then like this sleeping woman's face that's like really serene and then like the the fucking awesome like body horse like flesh face in the back
5: yeah and,
2: you know yeah. It, like we can we can go artsy with it you know uh, yeah, you know it, move over it. fucking what's his name the frank miller i'm, <laughs> I'm coming at you
4: there you go. The way, I like okay. that you're like, who's that, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Oh fuck you, fight killer. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> We're coming oh, for you. Uh, yeah, he
2: sorry, does. Go, get, whatever. He draws good, good but he is absolutely not based. Like he is the opposite of base. So
3: I'm gonna, I'll come at him. There was one scene in this movie where where James Wan tried to be artsy, and it's it's when Madison's walking down the stairs, and a little kid runs across like the, the 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 downstairs area, and it leads her down the pathway. And yeah. I'm like, who the fuck was that little kid what what the fuck was that was it that, her was i think that him? was like, that
2: was malignant i think that was like because i because the way that she sort of sees them as separate
3: because like so he I, was the little so that was the only time we've seen him separated from her and a little boy like, say, just there's seems,
1: some there really, are some things here that i feel like they wrote before they figured out what the twist yeah. was yeah um, yeah feel of the
2: the like thing on her back with like the crazy like crab claws and i'm gonna say this right now this movie is not prepared equipped or interested in talking about real medical conditions like no. let's put that out here no. no no you
4: know like there's there's nothing real about this
2: yeah like this is all fantasy and you know i know that teratomas are are a real thing and they have happened They're none of them have like crazy claws you know and i think that personally i i feel like the way that they handled
1: electricity
2: uh, yeah like to control
1: their machines it was a (laughs) lot
2: more akira than it was like anything else like you know it was it was talking about like growths and like mental conditions in the same capacity that Akira was, which is incredibly like like tangentially at best. (laughs) Science fiction. So so
3: so, only because we're on this topic and I know this would probably be at the end, but how progressive is this movie? Or is it just a lot of fucking weird fun?
4: Like I'm trying to it's just a lot of weird I think I'm leaning towards a lot of weird fun. (laughs) It's a lot of weird fun. It's it's got
2: its issues. Um, like, but I don't think it's, like, I don't think it's offensive. Like, I don't think that there's anything no, yeah, no. offensive about yeah. it. The race representation gives me pause. Uh, I mean, the race
0: representation the, would give me more pause if it wasn't created scene. by, like, if it wasn't okay. written by uh, an Asian man and a black woman and directed yeah. by an Asian man. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's real weird. The woman with the mullet in that scene is Zoe Bell, who doesn't look like that. So, like, they put a mullet on her and they, like, gave her Makeup because she's Wait, a Zoe Bell from,
3: from Death Proof.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah, that's Zoe Bell.
3: What? Oh, her her whoa, name is Scorpion.
5: Whoa, um, oh, yeah, oh no, oh, you they broke Dave. <laughs> they, <wore them. laughs> they, were ugly, okay.
0: they put ugly makeup and bad mullet on her for that part. So, like, I I think weirdly. The one it clears the best, I think, is feminist because like it's not afraid to like let its lead female character be a fucking monster. Like she is yeah. literally yep. I think you know, we we've watched we watched so many like body horror things, and all of the ones by you know these these prominent male directors, all the body horror is always on the men's side. Like yeah. they're like, Oh, what the fuck is happening to my body? Um, with the exception <laughs> of the brood. The- um, which is a whole there other is a whole other thing the
1: brood But I don't think that counts for <laughs> no. um, I really I we really. Think the brood Arguably the
3: least feminist movie We've ever done on this I show. need a body horror version Of Super Mario Brothers the movie And have you voice Mario, Jeremy Oh, what's a happening with my body? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a getting over your pig. It's a good
3: uh, with these the mushrooms Why the God. fuck? God. The oh. body horror
0: when I eat the body mushroom horror Okay, pigs, okay it's a
4: new
5: Mario so movie
4: proposal. Then we need to do like uh, Jeremy voicing like an animated horror movie of oh. T Kingfisher's um, uh, "What Moves the Dead." <laughs>
0: I throw the fireballs, but I feel like I'm on the fire inside. Definitely like with there some are Mario a bunch <laughs> of, like, overtones. Shorts
3: that need to happen, like just thirty second snippets of you doing. Voiceover for anime, Jeremy. As some weird quasi Italian guy, it sounds amazeballs to me.
0: <laughs> I mean,
3: as
2: uh, long as I can be Russian, I would like to be the Russian. On <laughs> yes. the subject of
0: uh, racial and cultural uh, uh, <laughs> appropriation, appropriation and and. Fucking weird. We didn't
1: even get to the ending of the movie. We're just like, all right, we cleared the police station. We're seen. We're good here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> there ain't oh, nothing really worth talking to. All right, here's the ending. They go to the hospital. Malignant tries to kill the sister and the bio mom. Uh Madison turns it around with psychic mind battles and defeats Cassandra Nova. And we set up our presumable
0: more superhero Okay. 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 School. On the okay. not so feminist side of things she does turn shit around but because she realizes because her sister tells her that Malignant killed her babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's why she's been miscarrying and that's why she's able to get super strong and be like, oh, he can fuck with my body. Well, it's my fucking body. So let me just be fucking super strong and, and kick his ass, lock him up, gonna kill my babies and make me miscarry. Come on.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say uh yeah, well I was cuz cuz we were talking about body horror and and female body horror and a lot of it is around fertility and mm-hmm. pregnancy and stuff like that. Like uh you know, uh, most of the female body horror that you see in in horror movies is that. Like, you know, like think Alien Resurrection too, like or from mm-hmm. Prometheus.
5: Uh, um,
4: no.
2: Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, that does no. that does factor in here, but it is less it, you know, it is less about the horror of the pregnancy, which I think it is a step in a good, yeah. yeah, it's a step in a better direction for me. Cause most of the other horror elements are about like, women can make other other people isn't that crazy
4: and then sorry there's also the element of the fact that a lot of the body horror like you're saying around women is around the carrying of the pregnancy and the sort of parasitic nature of a pregnancy and it is like i'm sorry but straight up that's parasitic like it's designed that way and it is but that is in effect and definitively to the definition of the word parasitic relationship right and so the whole concept of malignant as a teratoma and the idea of the malignant you know persona being in her body is as a parasite is very akin to the body horror of a pregnancy and so her kind of rejecting that
0: but let me put this out here instead of it being about the uh the body horror of the you know parasite that is the child it's body horror of the parasite that is the family that is your brother Yes. It is your male relative, yeah. Yeah. you know, deciding Dave, you deciding what to do with your body. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I was going to say that just at the end of this movie, and, and I know like again I'm jumping all over the the, the timeline here, but like there's that like static, the, the lights going out thing, and then it cuts to a really shitty ending. The, the ending of this movie is just fucking garbage, and I think that's what why we we stuck with the the, the gun battle, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. But, like if you were to write or 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 create a sequel to malignant malignant 2 right what would it be would the body horror then be her able to carry a pregnancy to term and not knowing whether that is gabriel or a part of gabriel or something like that and maybe he's talking to her and being like you know that i am your baby blah 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 and then it's like she's fucked either way right does she carry this baby to term or not knowing that she's got this thing going but
2: i i feel like that would be that would revert the back to the trope of like Mm -hmm. the evil baby the evil pregnancy i feel like if we wanted to really go something somewhere that is not so tropey it would be more about body autonomy and identity maybe like her also, you know, now that she is, she has sort of control over this. You know, it is. I mean, I've, I really like the idea of going in a superhero route and then, yeah, it's you know, the
0: century
4: and I it going in Paris.
3: I see yeah. it going a different way. Actually,
4: I, I, I'm with you completely on the body autonomy thing, and I think that's sort of from my, from my impression, that was the direction that they kind of wanted us to look. Yeah, you know, given some of the sort of script. And narrative pointers i guess but yeah. for me an interesting uh sequel to this would be the the, the identity exploration and that kind of thing and the body ito- autonomy but then maybe um <laughs> emily going to the dark side emily yeah. kind of joining malignant and you know whether or not she does ultimately come back to sydney or not it would be interesting to see if her connection to Gabriel or malignant or whatever uh, could like bring out that rage in her.
2: Well, I I feel like the, the logical progression, if we're going like a superhero route with this, would be for her, for Emily to kind of accept Gabriel instead of cut him off. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and be able to sort of work with him and, you know, maybe, maybe this next chapter of the story is her trying to kind of figure out how to 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 heal herself
4: yeah incorporate um, him into it yeah yeah and then so, that- so is that by genre is
3: that a horror movie or is it more of a superhero because mine only works if it's a david cronen david cronenberg movie yeah,
2: like, yeah. It,
3: it's got to be fucked up like, like really straight up Fosca sisters <laughs> right, right
2: yeah well i i feel <laughs> like oh, that God. It, you know you can still do that because i've i were not not the the pregnancy thing but like you could still make a horror movie because there's also that of uh, uh, you know she can go through an abyss of you know she gabriel like the, the dark side thing where gabriel's like it's time to cut out the cancer and so then she like takes out her rage yeah on whatever the fuck like, like you know, anti hero yeah stuff.
3: then then we sample uh 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 the world is a vampire Yeah, oh, oh uh, like uh, butterfly wings there we are bullshit,
1: right? yeah. <laughs> despite yeah, all my rage more moody covers <laughs> yeah but yeah, only, yeah, but
3: only 2 seconds of it looped right yeah that's
2: yeah, like the first who thing and it's like really have slow have billy corrigan be like
1: who like, is going to have the stones to fucking put in the dark, intense cover of Debaser in their movie. <laughs> um,
3: we're out there. We're waiting for you. You're the hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like the five of us on this call are ready for that right fucking now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where we're at. Take, Take my
1: money. <laughs> <laughs> we can't well, we influence got, we got people. Great, I feel like we got a great Pixies needle drop in The Suicide Squad. This, while a good cover, was also an insane choice to make for some well, of the scenes in this film. So,
2: remember another film that relied heavily on a pixie's uh, needle drop of Where Is My Mind that did involve a crazy, like, uh, other personality, which would be Fight Club?
4: Truth. Yes. So Where Is My the, Mind and DID are very tightly entwined, apparently yeah i mean
3: james Wan didn't fucking watch that movie about a billion times before writing this fucking movie oh my god we're all naive as shit right yeah (laughs) yeah. true story
1: absolutely
2: also what i love um can i say like because we talk about like especially in our previous episode where we do a little quick episode about it um it's the horror squad uh there's a little bit of ableism that is talked about as we talk about like you know how does this movie um discuss metal conditions and I'm, i'm still on board of like at the time i was a little bit more critical but now I'm like, you know, I don't think that this movie, I, I, I don't think that there's anything um, that is really toxic about how the, the movie treats medical conditions, especially because they never mention any sort of like mental condition no. that is known. Like we were recently talking about um, Midsummer and how the sister has bipolar disorder. And then that's what leads her to, uh, you know. Human opening
0: credits, murder, suicide.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we don't need that information to know that that's tragic. We don't need to to know, like, all we need to know is that the sister is struggling mm-hmm. with whatever and, you know, and not have to label it with something that people struggle with that, that you know, they have to fight really, really um, just awful presumptions um, about their condition. This movie, the most medically like specific we get is teratoma. They, I mean, they use words like psychosis and stuff like that, but that's all you know symptoms of whatever you know. And then, deeply vague, <laughs> yeah, deeply vague. Teratomas. Um, just so you know, don't look it up. Um, you will enjoy it. Yeah, teratomas are are real kinds of they do, they don't involve any sort of um, sentience. As far as we know, although so there was... they
0: involve manipulating and controlling electricity and machines? That's no. The real question.
2: no. Although there was, there's a story and this is like from the 1800s. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. People were t- taking cocaine for ghost blood. But um, there was a guy that was recorded uh, Oh my god, your cat is the cutest cat in the world. No! Other than my Yay! cats. Oh my God! Oh, sorry, God. I am so
3: distracted. Let me, let me let me turn around like Gabriel style. Here you go. Oh,
2: oh, she's, no. oh my God! Look
4: at that face.
2: Son. That's my that's my Gabriel right there. That's my malignant. Is my oh, cat? No.
4: Well, um, she's definitely attached
3: to my head a lot. So this oh, is yeah, it's a real thing. Oh, the, oh my
4: God! She's so cute.
2: Fuck, I'm so sorry that I took like sorry. Cats very distracted.
4: No, it's so true.
2: Um,
0: I mean, I I think to go of what you're saying like when we had that conversation before i talked to people who were not having seen it bothered by the concept of malignant um and like that it does like the, the the worry is that it would uh ascribe like just generally the idea of murderousness and uh all these things to mental health which is you know something that Uh, we've been fighting against in in media for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do understand that worry. And I do think in this case, it sort of sidesteps it by just the amount of goofy that it is. Yeah, I agree. Like, malignant is so unrepentantly goofy. Um, And by not
4: trying to explain anything. Like, they're not trying to science. They're not trying to say this is what it is. They're not trying to make any... I think that is, that's the flex point, right? Because
0: that's what really bothers me is, I mean, and and this bothers me with, with things that are historical too, the like, this is what really happened. This is like the explanation for how this really is. Like fucking, what is it? Identity with John Cusack that has like the whole like, oh, these people who are fighting at this motel are actually in the mind of a serial killer.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, these
0: are his different impulses that I was just like, oh my God. I, hate I want a so movie much. where
1: twists are delivered with that exact tone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want little Haley Joe Oslin to just go to Bruce Woods, like, you were dead the whole time.
5: <laughs> <laughs> dead, well, that is,
1: that is kind what of up, the Luke way. Skywalker, I'm your dad. <laughs> no, no, that you that gotta is, be, I'm is, your daddy.
3: It's are allergic to water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I too feel that
2: is kind of how the twist, like about the 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 fetal cells, was uh,
0: was set so like, in this movie. The lady was in the water the whole time. Ben,
3: I then I, I swear to God, though, like you have now like inspired me to like, well, a adopt a child, but then b show up as Darth Vader to pick up the kid and be like, I am your father, and then take the mask off, and the, they're terrified, obviously, yeah. as Darth Vader. But I'm a really short Darth Vader. Uh, a little, uh <laughs> You know, but then they're like, oh, look, look how friendly that guy is. He's fine. He's fine. Oh, I mean, take me home.
2: honestly, yeah. if you showed up right now uh, to adopt a kid with the cat and the glasses and the cable knit sweater. Right. I mean, so I, I feel like, like that, that would sell. Like,
3: eh. Oh, this he is my normal mode, Emily. Oh, that's this beautiful. Is, this is 50. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this
2: is what this looks like. I, I'm 40, I'm I'm already there. Yeah. Like, for real. Um
0: some of you ready to have somebody knock at your cabin.
3: <laughs> Wait, I'm I don't know how I feel I'm about that plan. turn of <laughs> free, right. You can call me a Kakoa Shab and you can uh, you can knock at my cabin door anytime. Oh. I mean my was like none of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> yeah.
5: God.
2: Okay, so so yeah, I think this movie's feminist. Um you know, in and, and it's, but it's not like it, this movie is not interested in being, um, it like this is not an A twenty four like elevated horror anything like no. This movie I will say is kind of like the 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 girl version of Evil Dead, but also like you know y- where Ash Ketchum is, you know, has instead of a evil hand, you know, it's an evil face. And instead of a uh, fucking, you know, chainsaws, instead of chainsaws,
3: the trophy, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah,
2: no, no yeah, chainsaws, yeah, just yeah. trophy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like for real though, like the 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 fun Sam Raimi ness is here. Yeah. Like this is this is so much more fun than like you know I know Sam Raimi did Drag Me to Hell and I have a lot of things to say about that movie, but there's a lot of this. There was some fun in that movie, and this movie did the same amount of fun without like just getting super racist. Yes. You know, um, even though again, like there was some dodgy racial representation in it, but you know, knowing that what we do about the writers, you know, like there was, there was some, there was some oversight there. Um, and the fact that I feel like it is a little bit self-aware in that cartooniness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And especially how, like, all fucking CSI, like, early 2000s CSI, that all of the, like, everybody's so quirky. You know, they're all cartoon characters in the cop in the precinct.
4: This movie feels like a 90-minute significant eye contact. Like, I see you.
3: Yeah. yeah, I, do, I do, see. You. Do you feel like James Wan understood what he was doing the entire time? Because I understand that maybe the process that yes. Yes. He, he was making shit up, but he was like, I'm making a 90s movie right now and mm-hmm. we're going to do oh, it. Oh, no.
1: This is, yeah, this is he understood the assignment. James Wan entering his drunk with power era. <laughs> with everything, every, I, I'm not saying everything was the product of a strictly sane mind but everything was the part was the product of an intentional mind Mm -hmm. i I
0: absolutely feel like this movie is james wan cashing in on everything that he had done the like past 20 years before this that had made money yeah this is the
4: grab bag
0: (laughs) james wan is like yeah "Yeah, i'm gonna make this craziest the craziest horror movie you've ever seen and i'm gonna like do all this batshit stuff, and I'm not gonna have. have a star in it, and it's, it's gonna be.
4: And you're gonna like wild. it anyway, so fuck all y'all.
1: <laughs> we not have Patrick Wilson in this movie. Can we <laughs> fucking just talk about how there was no Patrick Wilson in a James Wan movie? So, Holy so, shit. so, do we know? No. I, I haven't looked it up.
3: Uh, I was too busy uh, uh, absorbing the content. But do we know how well this movie did
1: at the box office? Was there so, a box did, office? I don't it think it actually came everything? out in the
0: box office. Yeah, it, I think it, it was, was direct like, to
1: streaming. It was yes. okay. Yeah, it's very yeah. hard okay. to tell. It was like I think it did get like a like some kind of release. Like it doesn't seem like it made a ton, but like yeah, it was a big streaming.
0: Well, had, it was one of like the first like just day on HBO Max things.
1: Yeah, I remember yeah. it didn't have like a very big marketing life either. Like I don't feel like it got like big splashy trailers and a big promo campaign. It was like if I recall, it got it was a like lot it was of like suddenly just word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: like, yeah. honestly, like, I think that you need to at least uh, uh, show it in five theaters so that MTV Music or, yeah, Movie Awards can be like, Kakoa Shaw's the most fuckable character of all time. <laughs> so, like, to be in that category, you have to be in five screens, right? Like, that You've was the You've heard
1: theory. of Oscar, bait? Get ready for Teen Choice Award, bait. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> like,
3: Does that, MTV that, even do that anymore, though? I don't even know. I, I'm <laughs> fucking fifty. I just told you I'm fifty. what those aren't in the world anymore. Fine. I love Nickel-
1: find the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Is that even <laughs> happening? Oh, that's
3: best awesome. best backwards heroine slash forward front villain goes to <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, God.
3: Well, yeah, talking about like t-
2: like how this is a '90s movie. You know, this movie starts in the '90s in like re- the the game Resident Evil and then um and then it's like present day but I'm like girl is driving a fucking station wagon from like 1987
3: like, 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 like five people own that station wagon back when it came out in 1984 like it's yeah. like not a well-known thing yeah like, and I'm right? like are you sure it's present day I think they (laughs) inherited everything from Derek's grandma. I think that like they Mm -hmm. basically grandma died. They probably should have fucking talked about that a little bit, maybe, because like (laughs) the whole set decoration for the house was fucking weird and the car was just like not even a car. Also uh... why is everyone? Derek killed grandma. Ooh. Malignant 24-hour comic book, The Derek. Chronicles I don't wrote, want to talk oh, about Derek, Derek no. oh I would I would, I would write <laughs> the also, fuck out here Ron and okay. your
1: question yes Derek absolutely killed his grandma to right him, yeah. To yeah. Him, at least out of neglect and minivan yeah imagine
3: though if we had known Derek had killed his grandma we would have thought <laughs> that the fucking malignant was Derek's grandma
1: yeah
5: yeah hat. Fuck. that yeah.
1: would have been a great fake out oh my it's god like, Right. You thought it was Madison's evil twin, but nope, it was Derek's grandma. What a
4: red herring! I love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just wanna, I wanna point out because I was looking at James Wan's uh, page, and we're—I mean—we're talking about James Wan generally. He's—he's he's produced and directed and like written quite a bit of stuff. His—his uh, his producer credits for upcoming movies right now there are 20 movies which he is in theory producing uh oh or tv shows that include uh Last Strange New York the American remake of of the Korean zombie movie uh the Tommy Knockers remake the Crooked Man Dead by Daylight like movie adaptation uh Mortal Kombat 2 um, yeah.
5: uh,
2: malignant
1: as a Mortal Kombat character. Get malignant as an unlockable Mortal Kombat oh character.
0: Okay, can
1: I need malignant as DLC for MK12? Oh Absolutely. my god! <laughs> Absolutely.
0: The remake of yes. Sa- okay, we have the remake of Salem's Lot, the remake of Knight Rider, Megan 2.0, Aquaman oh. in the Lost Kingdom, Saw 10, The Nun 2, Insidious the Red Door. These are all in production. I'm sorry. Did you just currently?
1: Say, I'm sorry. Did you just fucking say Saw 10?
0: Saw yep. X. Saw X. No. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there it's, were that no. many
1: saws. No. Yep. No. Stop it. Stop it.
3: But by the way, that's the uh, the, the Shaw uh, effect. You had Carrie Elways in the first movie. Like mm-hmm. you put a top star in that fucking first movie and made it relevant to a lot of people. I'm not saying that you could have done that or should have done that with this unless you wanted Kikoa to be like the guy, right? But they could have done it. And it would have been pretty rad. I, yeah. well, I would have to say, who would you cast? For me, it's Keanu Reeves all day long. Like it's I mean, basically I mean, Keanu
0: Reeves is absolutely is a level Kakoa. Like that's that's true. Yeah.
4: That's the name oh of the fucking episode, God. Jeremy. A level Kakoa. A
0: level Everybody yeah. wants to fuck him. Yes. He's ambiguously Asian. Uh, like he's you know <laughs> he's.
4: also canadian so he delivers
0: everything in a way that's very (laughs) confusing as to what he's why he's saying it the way he is (laughs) Um, yeah uh so yeah saw saw two saw three saw four saw five saw six saw 3d that's seven uh uh and then jigsaw which is eight and then we have spiral which is nine so yes there will be a 10th saw movie coming out there's apparently already in post-production
4: but but but
1: but 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 why though It'll
0: be out this year apparently <laughs>
4: because,
1: because they, we can. They can make them for fucking right. pocket change and they make millions i
2: mean Our scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could that they didn't stop to think if they should
4: i uh right
2: <laughs> but it's okay because it's art uh is it though yes steam
0: I just can't wait to see Megan 2.0, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Megan. Already in yeah, pre production. Me Megan, Megan 9, DLC.
0: Yeah. Oh, and Mortal, Mortal Kombat 2. Oh,
4: I'm excited about Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. I need, yes.
1: I need more Mortal Kombat. You, you know I need that Mortal Kombat.
4: Me too.
0: Always.
1: Let's dance. Mortal Kombat 12. Mortal
2: Kombat 12.
0: MKL. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> But when they when they bring malignant into Mortal Kombat, and then when Scorpion shows up, it needs to be Zoe Bell from this movie instead okay. of Scorpion. Oh
4: yeah. Okay, so no, okay, so what we're saying now then, though, if I can sum up, is that we have three contiguous universes right now. We have Mortal Kombat, Malignant, and Fast and Furious. So does that mean that we can bring the family into Mortal Kombat?
2: Oh, it's all about family. You remember Luke Kane and his bro?
4: Exactly.
2: I feel, like the prob- um, I feel like the
3: problem with
1: putting Fast and Furious into Mortal Kombat is you have to deal with Vin Diesel's demand mm-hmm. that it's actually impossible for Dom Toretto to ever lose.
0: <laughs> Dom can't oh, I, lose I, a fight a to point, Goro. Uh,
3: from, from Malignant, and uh, this is Madison at the end of this movie. She says... I've yearned for a blood connection my entire life. Yet all along, it was right in front of me. We may not be blood, but we're family. And I
1: was like, (laughs) what the fuck fuck are we talking about here? This is a Dom Toretto Toretto fucking... Yeah, yeah. 1,000%. so goddamn hard at that line. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good, dude. It was amazing. Uh, Anyone that uses yet all along in a fucking monologue I'm right? like fuck you Incredible. good for you. that's great.
4: <laughs> done and I'm done, done. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the,
1: appropriate, the only time it's actually appropriate to use like yet all along is when you're dramatically <laughs> revealing to someone that you know they've betrayed you in some way <laughs> It's like yet all along you were stealing from the company. (laughs) I think I think think yet all along is a
3: great uh, term to use if you're a fucking villain. If you're like you thought I was this the whole time, yet all along I was fucking you, just fucking you. Yes.
2: (laughs) Well, just having the term like having using yet, like and yet is like automatically you're fucking you're just extra like it's just another (laughs) level
3: level of extra on there and and, and no offense to the 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 mtv movie award uh winning movie that is malignant but when that line showed up in the like i was just watching it i was like i gotta write that down because i would never write that line ever and i've written a fucking (laughs) ton of lines just like that fucking line and i'm like yet all along no i know there's there's well, one thing that, that
4: you could probably you could probably sneak away with and all along or and yet. But yet we right all front along. right in the
0: whole time.
4: Right, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. now we're just throwing hands. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Am I in the, uh, the Ripper I, fanfic right now? And yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah, you, you are. What <laughs> the fuck
0: is going on? I came the up with an answer. <laughs> if this was an A-list movie, that lead part would be played by Rebecca Hall. Like no. that's a no, good Samara weaving. Of movie. I thought,
3: I'm, now, I'm, now I'm I'm about to fucking look
4: up Rebecca Hall on uh, the IMDB. Well then maybe Samara Weaving could be Sydney. But it would be it. Samara Weaving would be in it for sure.
0: Yeah, Rebecca Hall was in uh Resurrection last year, which was the oh and the Nighthouse, two of which were the creepiest fucking movies I've I've ever seen. And Resurrection is absolutely the weird upside down inverse of this movie in in some strange ways <laughs> uh, I, I know i've recommended that one on here before um and it is difficult to talk about without being like here's the premise it sounds horrible when i say it to you
3: <laughs> that's valid so okay i think casting um I don't want to say real actors, but well-known actors uh, in this it, it it would have derailed it except for Kakoa. Like then I would have been like fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but again, uh, he did a bang up job in that in that Netflix uh, Falling for Christmas movie, which like again, I'd recommend exactly the way I would recommend this movie. If you're
4: in for a guilty pleasure,
1: let's and- go. I'm that- sorry,
4: but do not feel guilty about your pleasures. If you are not yeah. hurting folk, go to
1: enjoy yourself. Bro,
4: I just like the way
3: you say sorry, because it's <laughs> just it's so fucking Canadian. Uh yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, you're right. You're absolutely right.
4: <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> Fuck, I am what I am. I know, I'm
2: not sorry. <laughs> if you're if you if you tell me not to be sorry, I won't be sorry.
4: <laughs> Don't be
0: sorry.
2: And <laughs> I won't
0: I just need a Canadian cover of Sorry Not Sorry if we could just make that happen.
4: <laughs> I'll see yeah. what I can do. Thank
3: you. <laughs> Maybe I'm sorry. So I, I I'm want, not like, sorry. I want a Canadian version of The Floor is Lava so everyone could just be super polite to each other as they're pushing each other into the fake lava. That's <laughs> what I want.
4: It's pretty entertaining to watch us be, like, passive-aggressively polite to one another. We have, like, seven different levels of sorry. And you can definitely hear when we mean, oh, I'm sorry, versus, huh, sorry.
0: (laughs) The funniest thing to me is when there's a couple of narrative podcasts that I've listened to that are set in Washington or Oregon, and it becomes very clear the first time somebody has to apologize on tape that like those people oh. are not from Oregon or Washington. Oh yeah. Canadian.
4: But you know what? Everything you watch is filmed in Canada. You know that, right? Everything. Like bar none, it's all Canada.
2: <laughs> Most of it. I mean, like I remember when the X-Files went to Los Angeles and I was really sad. Yeah, yeah. Because it was in um because it's not the same. Yeah, it was in the other one.
5: <laughs>
2: the opposite of Los Angeles, whatever the fuck that's called. <laughs> what's so, um, the British I, Columbia, I said, yeah. Vancouver, Vancouver.
3: Thank Vancouver. you. <laughs> so, so Ben, Hollywood what North. You want out of a sequel for *Malignant*? <laughs> if you could write *Malignant* two, what would your *Malignant* be? Since I think that you're the most passionate about this this friggin movie, I, man. I
1: think it has to be. I mean, just given where it is, I think it has to be some sort of like Madison. You know, sisters in trouble. terrestrial Madison needs to like. Use malignant guess like villains, like something, but it's like almost it kind of just be a venom movie without it's a the venom movie. Body. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah. It's like yeah.
1: malignant lethal protector. It's definitely a venom movie. It's a thousand oh percent. God. Like Probably I, I like that they go on vacation after fun. all this. Like, they're like, oh, let's go to Mexico,
3: and then
4: like bad happens, and then Malignant needs to save them. And somehow there's a crossover with Spider Man, and now we have a fourth universe.
1: At some point, Malignant,
4: and now that if it's in Marvel, then
2: it's Disney owned, and then it can be part of Kingdom Hearts. All right,
1: Uh, here's what you
3: did. Jeremy, you were saying something there. What were you saying? Yes,
0: Uh, I was gonna say for me, the, the sequel to this. you gotta do like I'm. I'm. I'm in with sort of the superhero idea of her like trying to tap into his strength and the the you know weird powers he has to like do some sort of good, and you know to think she's in control. But ultimately, like there just comes a point where, uh, she does something and, uh, then realizes that like he is manipulating her senses again without her realizing it and has made her do something horrible instead of the you know heroic things she's trying to do and then it becomes a you know sort of them her her trying to you know run away fight a manhunt whatever while you know her whole her whole shit's being manipulated and he's trying to take over and whatever else i, I just yeah. like the idea of her like the the scene that they play in the flashback of her like holding the knife over the cake getting ready to like cut a piece and then like it changing and her realizing that she's like standing over her pregnant mother like that's the most horrifying bit in this movie to me is like yeah like oh she actually can't trust what she's seeing
4: okay Um, and that is a scary scary thing because i gotta tell you one of the things i wrote down through this from like a legitimately scary thing not from a this is an awesome movie and I'm really enjoying myself perspective, but from legitimately scary was how disorientingly familiar some of the whole like dissociative. I have a evil Teratoma twin stuck in my head. Perceptive stuff was to me having a migraine. Like, <laughs>
2: Oh yeah.
4: Well,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like that's, that's one of the same scenes that got me in, uh, in fucking babadook in which case the like the bad thing acting on her at that point is just like not sleeping and like i've been there like yeah where you're you're doing something and you just like realize that you've been asleep like you just you know it, it like, snaps to where she i mean it's literally the same shot of her like discovering that she's standing over her child with a knife rather you know rather than a yeah. pregnant mother uh, but that was the say- same one that got me there
1: the cake looked pretty tasty
2: though it is a pretty good looking cake i mean i wanted some but i will and i will also say um that i mean yes yes and the cake was looked delicious um the subjective reality thing that they used in the movie which is which is used a lot in in movies in like horror movies and stuff. I feel like they really slid home with it. Like, you know, James Wan got his little big, his old little baby toe right on that plate Um, because there's so much else going on in the movie. It could have completely derailed. It could have, you know, been like a whole different thing. But I think it was so, like the the conceit of the um, other personality being a twin that is like also kind of dormant and stuff like that. Um, It was different enough from the Tyler Durden thing. It was different enough from the, you know, the, the
1: DID thing. It was was not at all. It is not a split personality. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, Which I think because it's a separate person. Exactly.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah, But they, but their brains are connected. So, you know, this is something that, and this, that's why I feel like it, it can lead to a great like superpower, origin kind of thing because they do have this nice little setup that is vague enough that you can do a lot of stuff with it um and then you don't have to worry about all of the rules um and you know it's hard to do that it's really hard to do that with a with a story like this with with something that is a campy horror movie but um it was integrated really well and uh it's (laughs) that is a rarity. and you know in all of this ridiculousness i think i just want to take a moment to appreciate that
4: oh for sure like i think one of the things for me is that when you get something that's done really well versus something that's done less well the difference is a lot of the time commitment to internal consistency yeah right like um when you think when you get a system that's too complex it can be tough to stay internally consistent. You know, you can say the sky is purple and up is down and you can do all of that. And as long as you can stay internally consistent with it, then for those 90 minutes, I'm yours or the 120 minutes or whatever it is that your runtime is, I'm in it. Because mm-hmm. you've set the rules. As long as you stick to them, I'm in it. You know, I don't care what they are, I as long as you stick to them. But if you can't be internally consistent, then if you can't stick with the sky is purple, how do I trust you with figuring out that forensic leap in logic or how do I fit? How do I trust you with this other, um, you know, decision that you've made or how, you know, and it's not a, it's not a deliberate choice to not trust the filmmaker, but it is a subversive voice in the back of your head when you're watching a movie and the, the less consistency, less internally consistent a system is in a movie like that, the, the more I get, chucked out of the narrative right so yeah and, i think and with the, the commitment yeah. is big
2: <laughs> yes well the, but the commitment like the commitment to the vagueness like they they, yes. really, they really dance that line where they have this you know they, they're just vague enough that they don't restrict themselves with the like whole idea you know the because they they're writing on a particular understanding of how These things work and some made up science that, you know, exactly is like, yes, this is made up. This is absolutely made up. And we're not going to try to, to connect it with anything that is like a mental disorder or a mental condition. You know, we're, we're going to, the movie is fucking called malignant. It's about cutting out the cancer and it's about calling, you know, and I think that, I think that that's where the, the, most of the, um, the concern came from because it was like let's cut out the cancer in terms of like let's you know people considered from like from the outside without seeing the movie you can easily see that the idea is that there's a a a, there's possibly a did thing and you have to cut it out you know you have an issue you have to cut it out and the the issue in this movie is that they tried to cut it out um and th- that was the wrong decision it was the
4: wrong choice <laughs>
2: yeah um and it yeah. wasn't that it was a it was a disorder or whatever but they treated it as such yeah whereas you know um and like they also don't make a big-ass deal about her powers either like they know it is just like well this is fucked up and then she she suddenly realizes like oh well, I, you know, if, if this motherfucker is in my brain and I could do this the whole time, then so could I. And then, you know, it's wraps it up in a little bow.
0: Yeah. How um, do you yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, that's. that's-
0: yeah. I, I think it's worth mentioning with that, that like, that's something I think James Wan is really good at, which is why he launches so many franchises, because yeah. like he's a guy that's good at like creating a world and giving it an interior consistency that allows it to like continue to breathe. I mean, you've got saw, you've got the conjuring, you've got insidious, dead silence is maybe the exception there. Uh, But you know, you've got then Annabelle and malignant and Megan, all of these things like really like get a concept in and just really like nail it. And uh, you know, then that allows them to just continue to expand from there, for God fuck, ten Saw movies. Yeah,
5: but they don't. <laughs> and, and I think that yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it,
0: what you
3: say is absolutely true. And 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 what uh, James Wan has done over his entire career is set trends. And mm-hmm. while this movie is fucking bonkers bananas, and uh, I, I I can't recommend it to half my friends, uh, <laughs> it, it did launch a, a bunch of fuck you horror that came out afterwards, uh, like Barbarian uh X, uh, you know things like that that are like contrary to what what is going on in in, in uh, modern horror, and yet has tropes into everything that you've ever known about anything in horror. Right, Ben, you got something. Go.
1: Well, I think just part of what makes a James Wan movie always feel like a James Wan movie is distinctive, is especially with the first Saw movie, with Malignant, with you know some of the stuff in Aquaman. There's almost like a childlike glee that he brings to any to like what he works on. Like there's, for as dark as the movies are, there's so much like almost innocent joy.
2: That is that exactly you, the word. Clearly yeah,
1: yeah.
2: There is there is just a an uh, like this incredible investment and joy. Like you're just having fun with the genre. Yeah,
4: yeah. dude, commits. Yeah. yeah. He does. And I, I admire that commitment wholeheartedly and I enjoy watching it.
3: Yeah. Well, and as creators, we all know that we have to stand by our work, right? Uh, Whether it's for uh, uh, 10 people, one person, five people, a hundred thousand people, like you're standing by the, the commitment to the craft that you have invested all of your time and effort into. And wherever you are at that moment where you're putting pen to paper is where you're at at that fucking moment. And I've written some shit that I am uh, less proud of, uh, even recent stuff as opposed to my old stuff, right? But it's just where you were at the time and what the circumstances were, and and uh, it's it's using every uh, uh, tool in that toolbox. And I think that James Wan in this movie, especially, used every fucking tool he ever had to make this fucking movie, right?
4: Yeah,
3: on house, for God's sake. That's
4: so right. funny, right? Yeah, it's crazy. 100%, 100%. This was one of those examples of throw everything at the wall and see what sticks, and because it was James Wan, everything stuck. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, I can
3: work with well, this. And, 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 we, and before we started recording, we were talking about M. Night and how yeah. he does the same shit, and sometimes that shit don't land, man. It just <laughs> <Sometimes>. doesn't. And... <laughs> Well, I mean, 50% of the time. He's like a Star Trek fucking writer. He's like, like the Star Trek franchise. Every other movie might be good. And then, like, it's just kind of... Meh. I think that's
4: generous. <laughs> yeah, well... I, I think I, the yeah, difference, I know, I know. Sorry.
3: I think I, the, I
0: still the difference like between it. between James Wan and M. Night Shyamalan is M. Night has, like, this weird stranglehold on all of his shit where, like, it has mm-hmm. it's going to always sound in this way that, like, people don't talk. Everything's going to be, you know, slightly off everybody's gonna sound like fucking robots in the movie uh and then then it's gonna have a big twist whereas like James Wan like we we talked about Akilah Cooper like co-wrote this and co-wrote uh fucking Megan and has done a bunch of stuff with like you know written for Luke Cage and wrote two of the like best episodes of uh Strange New Worlds um so like he brings in other people and like he's got his whole production company Atomic Monster which is like making a lot of stuff and it's like weird, big, cool, interesting stuff. And uh, I think that's like what sets him apart is like, you know, you you also have, you know, M. Night Shyamalan for me, not to bring in somebody who we could do a whole other podcast about, but is a lot like Tyler Perry and that like he really has this like set idea of what he's going to do and regardless of who else he brings on to help him with stuff he's gonna get the final like edit of it he's gonna write that shit until it doesn't read like real humans anymore um and you know it's it, i think it's very obvious that like everybody working on this movie and megan and other stuff like the people sound interesting and real in some cases not if not real fun um mm-hmm. you know in the way that you know is is rewarding and. a Fun to watch in a way that fucking M. Night Shyamalan stuff is not and the knock well, of the cabin is not
3: and i i think Brun, when you said it like that james wan attacks this movie and almost every movie he does with this like it might have been emily a, a childhood like or a childlike a like uh, uh, imagination and i think that when uh m night came on the scene everyone was like this is the next fucking spielberg who yeah. is another guy that does that young you know youthful like he just did it with the fablemans it's the same shit right it's it's that like youthful perspective on really fucked up topics right yeah. and i think juan does it really well i think m night uh started out of the gate doing that and then he lost his way in the whole i've got to have the m night twist and then it was just like well how do i make this different than everything else i've ever done and then it just sometimes doesn't fucking stick the landing right
4: well, yeah <laughs> Sometimes to me, like it, it's almost like the difference between individualism and the it takes a village concept right like with m night like the village the m night movie (laughs) um... almost but no (laughs) (laughs) but like m night is, is is almost taking like an individualism approach to to storytelling and like where like jeremy was saying he almost has to take a stranglehold on it right like it's got to have that stamp of approval on every element so that it screams m night Shyamalan through the whole movie and they all do like love it or hate it they all have that same sensation when you're watching the movie right
5: hey. whereas
4: with the james wan movie it's the more of it takes a village where he cultivates this um kind of community around himself so like the co-writers and the production team and the whole bit so that everybody who surrounds him and who works on the piece is on the same page so you can pull all of this expertise and all of this interesting perspective and make use of it and i think that brings that joy and that energy to a production like something like this that makes it so bananas because you have so many people who can say okay yeah that's a great but what if we did this and dialed it to 11. In, in,
3: in 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 retrospect i guess the second time watching it i can't say that it's a very good movie
1: <laughs> it's a very fucking
3: enjoyable
4: movie. Yes.
3: That's yes. for sure. Yes. That's like, an and there
4: are excellent way. elements. Yep. Like the cinematography is top notch, the physical yep. acting is top notch. Yep. Yeah. I think the casting was spectacular. I think whoever was the casting director did a really, really excellent job getting a group of people together who would work well together and who would be on the same level and who would be the background for the story and spectacle. That one um, rate movie. Rate, yeah.
3: uh, rate the actor and also the character, Kakoa Shaw. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well and, so. and but I feel like that is the same, but it's like the same the Sam Raimi um this the 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 early Sam Raimi effect where you have just a lot of people having fun and and you know doing all the shit that they love. Or like the early Peter Jackson stuff that is just so indulgent and yes. like ridiculous. And yeah, and you see the the, the enjoyment that everyone's bringing
0: to it yeah i mean this movie i've, I've said it while well, we've been talking about this does really remind me of evil dead too, in a way yeah. that like yeah. it's not afraid to be goofy while also taking itself very seriously um but it's not a way being bogged down
4: in the details and i think that's really a key
0: factor yeah yeah so uh would we recommend it i, I feel like i i know the answer to this but what do you guys think 10 out of 10
2: yeah, yeah. i mean it you know again it depends on like There's a few people I wouldn't recommend it to, but I think a lot of people, yeah, like just for fun, like if you want a fun, gross horror movie.
4: Yeah. Anyone who doesn't watch gross movies, like who can't watch like Blood or something like that, I wouldn't recommend it to But honestly, I would absolutely, I have, I do recommend this movie. Like I would just be like, you know, straight up, it's a ridiculous movie, but it's so much fun to watch.
3: I I'm I'm of the opinion that if we're all spending all of these this money on streaming services and blah 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 uh you're spending 14.99 on HBO Max right now guys everyone that's listening to this that has fucking HBO Max for Harley Quinn whenever it comes out, should fucking watch this movie. It's yeah. it's basically free to you right now. You're going to have a worse time watching uh, 80% of the things that are out there on streaming right now. Mm-hmm. So just go watch this movie. You don't have to have any expectations. You can go in and, and literally make a fucking bag of, of microwave popcorn and eat the shit out of that with extra salt and you're going to love this movie. Is it great? No, but is it a popcorn movie? Fuck yes. It's great. That's yes,
4: great. add some butter to that shit. Yes. It's indulgent.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you
2: know, like this is a great party movie and it's not like a rage a rage watching party movie. Like this is a fun movie. I mean, it's a fun horror movie. I mean, yes. it has its moments. Like, there's you know, there's some serious abuse that occurs in the beginning. So there's yes. that.
3: Trigger warning. I would also say that if you've gotten through this fucking podcast, you goddamn well better watch this movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what the hell are we talking about here? Like, 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 really honestly, there should be a preface to here to say watch this movie before you get to this point in this fucking <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah because we've ruined everything for you like enjoy this movie for what it is
0: go check it out um do you guys have uh do we have anything to recommend for people going off of this so uh, what should people go check out next oh uh, god
2: what
4: else is that bananas <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I was gonna recommend just playing Resident Evil. Yes. All of them. Go check out the Seattle Underground. There's some really great yeah. historians that if we you're recommend. if you're in Seattle, if you're if you're there for Emerald City after coming to see us, go and and you know tip those fantastic historians that are also just as excited about that as James Wan is excited about horror movies, uh-huh. because that was that was legitimately like so enjoyable i mean it's fucking cool to like go down in the tunnels and you know like all the moss and the pipes and shit but so
4: weird i love that concept
3: it's it's great yeah yeah it's, it's so much fun i, I proposed it's... to my wife on that tour did <laughs> you really oh, that's amazing yeah, oh, that's yeah this fucking, fucking ring cool. just like in my pocket uh-huh. the whole time and we went on a walking tour of, of seattle did the underground uh-huh. and then we wound up uh going to dinner where i knew i was gonna do it and uh it was like they knew I was going to do it, so like everyone that was serving us was like, "When's it going to happen?" Yeah, they're all like, and, uh, and I was their uh, their malignant. They were just like, "What's going <laughs> to happen next?" <It> was crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was awesome, and the the tour is great. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. As far as uh, recommendations, I would say uh, Renfield got trounced at the box office, and I think it was because it came out with some other giant movie. Renfield is a lot of fun. And, and honestly, if you guys want to watch that and we can come back to another podcast, it is about oh, yeah. mental health. It's great. Oh, uh, I'm dying to see it. So yeah. So good. So good. Uh, really funny. Um, Nick Cage gets to be Nick Cage for about five seconds, but it's just five seconds of fucking pure gold. Um, um that's great. And then, uh, I, I can't help but be a, a shill and be like, uh, check out Banshees from Scout, which is my next horror book. It's Do about it. female empowerment. It's It, it, it really is about uh, v- victims getting uh, uh, or, or victims of a serial killer and the serial killer getting that comeuppance, but in a very, very different fucking way than you've ever seen before. So nice that, that okay. I'm really, really proud of. Um, but yeah, that, that's it.
1: Ben, recommendations? You know what? Yeah, you know what? If you want especially more of that last, that fuck yeah from like the police station, uh, you know, go. On, I recommend John Wick. Yeah. On, uh, yourself a John yes. Wick movie. Oh yes. I heard, yeah.
3: I heard four. I heard four is the best one, and I haven't seen it yet because I, I went and saw Renfield mm. instead. But I heard four is just like violence as art, and it's just fucking amazing. I need to see it. Yeah.
1: I do have a recommendation. We should
3: figure that one out, Ben. We should go and just like
1: you know d- yeah. do that. Be amazing. Hell yes, that'd be awesome.
4: In the vein of John Wick, if you like this and you like that whole concept of the sort of straight up just myrtleizing people and being kind of chill about it, nobody. Oh, what a oh, great movie! yeah! Yes. love that movie. So much yeah. fun.
3: Yeah, that so that that fun. made it seem like anyone could be an action star at any time as long yeah. as you have the right choreography. <laughs> right,
4: so I so, love it. I love yeah. it so much. I also, I, I mean, I again. Uber violence, just for fun. Gunpowder milkshake. That was really enjoyable. Oh, I enjoyed it. All the ladies. All the oh, ladies the getting violent. Yeah, all the ladies fix. are in that
3: movie. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. Um, and if you want to read a book, it's not as uber violent, but definitely has sort of spooky horror vibes, which was These Fleeting Shadows. Very sapphic, very ready or not meets Knives Out. Lots of fun.
3: You could have said Knives Out, and then I would have been like, wait, what? 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 Yeah. What
1: are <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right? amazing. All right. All right. These Fleeting Shadows. Really good. Bronwyn, you had me at Sapphic Knives Out.
4: Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for real. What are you doing over there,
3: Jeremy? What do you
0: got going on? Well, I would recommend Megan, but I recommended that last week because uh, after watching A Knock at the Cabin, it was like, do you want to continue watching Megan? I was like, God, I wish I'd been watching Megan for the last two hours. Um, <laughs> that movie's fucking fantastic. What I will recommend going off of Keila Cooper, who wrote this, is Star Trek Strange New Worlds specifically. The two episodes uh, she wrote, which are called "Ghosts of Illyria" and "The Elysian Kingdom," which both center around the Doctor character and his his daughter in in those who which is like that was my favorite storyline from a really good first season for that show, and they're really really fantastic episodes. But the whole, well, I mean, watch the whole season, but particularly the episodes three and eight that she wrote, and they're out of this world. Yeah, I didn't even mean to go with the out of this world Star Trek pun, you know, <laughs> feel that strongly about it.
3: I feel like I'm just gonna like like Paramount Plus needs to hire Jeremy Whitley as their marketing person right now. And then, like, <laughs> oh wait, people will notice. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm available. They can they can hire me and pay me money to do things. I <laughs> I I am bribable. Um, yeah, it's
3: it's uh, the pseudonym uh, Kakoa Shaw is is going to be. Oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 that's, that's my one. new
4: pen name, Kakoa Shaw. <laughs> I feel Kakoa like Kakoa that herbs. needs to be like the the secret sound that you make when you're trying to get out of something. Though is Kakoa, Kakoa Shaw, and Scooby. I
3: was like, if we go the X Men vibe with this uh this whole franchise and, and she is a mutant of some sort we could have him be a krakoa shaw yes. and that would be awesome cool oh, oh yeah my there we God.
4: go God. see let's oh, just boy. mash all the multiverses yeah, together spork chop <laughs>
0: uh also that poor security guard in the hospital with the pacemaker poor guy
3: oh yeah oh.
0: He's yeah, like, it's burning, it's burning.
3: It's burning. Wait, could you do it's, that in an Italian accent? Could you do it as well?
0: It's burning, it's burning. Hey, man. it's burning. It's burning. It's burning. It's burning. It's burning.
3: It's no good. It's oh, my chest. Spicy meatball.
2: <laughs> I don't know about this about Peace <laughs> America. Oh,
0: oh boy. <laughs> oh, no, he's a malignant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking that he's come to kill us at the hospital. The oh, name, I think I'm, I'll just stick with Sorry. <laughs>
3: We will be taking submissions for this anthology called Malignancies, and then everyone can make a malignant story, and we'll just-
5: you fucking
2: better not be, you better not be joking.
4: Like, Oh, no, I'm not no, no. going to draw one. I'm, I you, guys, you guys you guys do this, you do this, and I will write you a pathogen safety data sheet for every single one of your stories. Why don't you everyone write your story, it in the and I'll draw it, Bronwyn. All right, I'll see, I I'll see what yeah. I can do. I'll see what I can do.
2: Yeah. we can do a right. story as like a pathogen safety like like a you know a oh, like, kind of
3: like, like 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 a uh like a, a airline safety thing where exactly. i just Look, oh, i've I already a...
4: knocked out a, a pamphlet for biosafety and biosecurity this week i've got you boo Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh we gotta get we gotta be in touch after this buddy okay. this is
4: how to take <laughs> yeah. care of your
2: malignant exactly
0: oh god okay uh... <laughs> Dave, can you let people know uh, where they can find out more about you and uh, everything you're working on online? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: yes. Uh, Not just, on Twitter. Gotta, just find me at, at, like, at Dave DeWanche everywhere on the internet. And uh, uh, you can find uh, my free Brian Fuller comic book at mindpalacecomic.com. If you've ever been frustrated with the creative process, that's the... The story to to read. I, I, I we put three years into it. Brian loved it so much he wrote the forward for the the, the graphic novel that we collected. Uh, but it's free online. Jeez, uh, Scout Comics has Banshees. Um, Titan has Astroneer, the uh, graphic novel. Uh, which somehow is the number one graphic novel on Amazon right now. I have no idea. how. No, I look, I have nothing to do with that. I wrote that shit three years ago and they, they, they were like, Dave, we need you to do interviews. I was like, I bet I I better read that again. I have no idea what (laughs) I fucking wrote three years ago. So uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's top notch (laughs) from what I remember. It's
4: great. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I
0: got. Awesome. And uh, what about you, Bronwyn? Where can people find more of, of your work? What you're up to online?
4: Uh, you can typically find me anywhere online at Shiny Um and you can also hear my podcast on the Talking Comics feed. I occasionally appear on Talking Comics itself and terrorize the hosts there, but I also have Thirsty on Tune, where I co-host. We've been on a bit of a hiatus while I've been moving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we are uh, busy recording more episodes, so you should hear from us shortly. I'm so in. Yes. By the way, Bradwin, you're the best.
3: Oh yay! Aww, I actually am I'm right so on my college right you now. On this. I really am. It's I'm I'm excited. So right,
0: We're making connections, man. Yes, I Progressively love it. Thank horrified. you.
3: I'm <laughs>
4: going to follow you on everything
3: now.
0: <laughs> As for the rest easy, of us, super
3: easy FBI watch. That's that's <laughs> the first
0: one. <laughs> 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 As for the rest of us, you can find Emily at Megamoth on Twitter, Mega underscore Moth on Instagram, and at Megamoth.net. Ben is on Twitter at Ben the Con, and on their website at BenConComics.com. You can pick up all their books, including pre-ordering L. Campbell Wins Their Weekend, their debut yeah. middle grades novel from Scholastic. Uh, and finally, for me, you can find me in the club with a bottle full above. No, that's not it. Uh, you <laughs> can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jrome58 and on my website at jeremywhitley.com where you can check out everything that I write, including when you're hearing this, what will be the brand new The Dog Night graphic novel for me and Brie Indigo. Uh, go buy it. It's great. Also, I want to make money. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yay money and having seen uh, the art and read the, a few of the panels i can tell you you got to go out and buy that it is gonna be great
0: uh, and of course the podcast is on patreon at progressively horrified our website at progressively FM, and on twitter at Prague horror pod hit us up tell us what you think of this movie tell us what you think about all the movies uh except for the old we don't want to hear any more about that one who is going to jail in this fucking movie that we just watched? <laughs> That's the fucking real question, everybody.
1: Uh, I have no I'm idea. i say
3: <laughs> He's going to do well yes. in jail. <laughs> That's the way to close it, Ben. He He's Kiko going jail, to gay baby jail.
4: He's going to be popular. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for everybody for joining us. And until next time, who is going to jail?